Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. Hey, anybody there? Hey, what's up, Mike? Not much. What's up? Uh, Slinging pie. What are you doing? Uh, just made some uh, macaroni and cheese in the crock pot. So that'll take a little while. Got a coffee, so I'm kind of ready to go, I think. Nice. Yeah, I'm not on the board, so I don't know if anybody's on yet. Gotcha. So has uh, Carl even talked about this talk shoe call lately, or no? No, I spoke with him, but nothing then. We didn't really talk about it. I asked him one time if he was going to do anything soon. So. Yeah, I kind of figured he's pretty much done with it. Might do it later, but I'm not going to be uh, holding my breath. Yeah, if he's anything like me, he's enjoying the break from it. He's probably not going to do it for a while. <laughs> I know he's, he's in deep with, you know, helping people doing that yeah he's got all kinds of other stuff to do too he's got a life right I do believe so a lot going on yeah the way I see it his work is done if we're too sick to get this it's our fault it's our problem (laughs) yeah I wonder if anybody still listens to the old shows if they go back yeah, no, I think there's a lot of people that don't go back and listen to them. Right. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I don't know. It just seems like uh, a lot of people come in the Skype rooms and they don't uh, they don't feel like sitting thinking and listening and thinking and whatever. They just fire question after question after question. A lot of the times it's beginner beginner questions that they should already know if they had to listen to the audios. Yeah. I mean, we've already asked all these questions, you know, we've gotten the answers. So, I mean, I guess, yeah, we could share them, but it's actually going through and finding the answers that, that helps you more than anything. Being spoon-fed. Carl well, if, said all along. If you, if you listen to the first half of Carl's audios and all the times he was on Angela's call, you wouldn't really have to go and look for the answers anymore. 
just a matter of thinking about what was said, going over it in your head, like making sense of it all. Like I think about way back in the beginning when we were starting, there was no Skype rooms. There was no talk shoot groups. There was no websites, forums, bulletin boards. Like there was none of that crap. Like Dennis. Dennis. It was only, it was barely broadmind.org. I mean, he didn't even have his docs up there, you know? Yeah. And, um, and Dennis hadn't started doing his YouTube videos. Craig Lynch was nowhere to be seen at that point. No. We had it pretty tough. We had to listen, ask Carl questions and get beat, or talk amongst ourselves, think about it, and figure it out. Yeah. Now, we some... <laughs> now it's, the information is everywhere, and people still don't get it. But I think it's just... Now there's so many answers out there. It's just people are constantly scrambling for answers instead of just thinking. Yep. And I think there comes a time where you just got to sit there, shut all the music off, shut the TV off, shut the radio off, make the kids play outside and just sit in quiet and think really hard. I think that's the only way people are going to put the pieces together in their own head. Yeah. And, you know, start their own, their own groups, you know, that's, that's what we did. You know, we started our own little thing and then discussed it amongst ourselves. And that's, that was the, like the first talk show after Carl. We just, like, we had to go regurgitate or listen to what Carl was saying and, Man, that was <laughs> trying to get through that. That was remembering that. That was crazy time. Think about it now. What they have, you know, Gus's website and how Carl does now, and all the YouTube videos. Yeah, it should be like so easy, but there's so many. Like Craig Lynch made so many YouTube videos. I I wouldn't even know where to start. I haven't even watched one of his videos. I remember watching one that had me in the beginning on, on asking a question about Carl stuff, and I was like, how, how are you going to get any information out of that? You know, like, I don't know. I don't know. It's kind of funny, too, because it seems that everybody has this idea in their head that there's one thing that's going to do it. Like, way back in the day, it was when Carl comes out with his dictionary, then we're all going to get it. And then it was, (laughs) oh, well, once Carl releases some DVDs, then it's all going to make sense. And then it was something else, and then something else, and everybody's looking for, oh, the, the next thing. It's it's because I'm not I'm not getting it because it's not being delivered properly or I don't know all these excuses. Yeah. Yeah. Like I don't know if you're not getting it, you're probably not thinking about it properly, or you're just not sitting and thinking about it. I think it's the only so, way you're going to get it because we had no choice. We didn't have every answer there to look for. We didn't have all these other people to ask. It was just each other. Mm-hmm. We had we had no choice but to think hard or get clobbered. <laughs> yeah, definitely we got clobbered. 
about to get in over there. I'm going to cut out. Have you been helping anybody, Mike? Um, a little bit. I've been kind of slowing down. I've been uh, ignoring, taking it easy, but I've been helping a few people here and there. Yeah, I pop into Skype every now and then, read what's going on, update stuff that, that happens, you know, in my world, but nobody sends me any questions, you know, anything like that. It's not like I put myself out there to help people later, so <laughs> by choice. Yeah, it's just, uh, yeah, I'm going to think I'm going to go to court this Thursday up in Gwinnett and uh, figure out, I don't know what I'm going to do yet. Offer some kind of payment plan or something like that on that. Still got my invoice, but I haven't mailed it in. It's been lazy. Got my own shit in the world to deal with. It's just... I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I just, uh, yeah, I was just getting stressed out. I realized there's so many other things in my life I could be doing. I just, I kind of feel so far behind, so I just started doing a lot of my own shit for a change. Like, not yeah. even necessarily lost stuff, just 
fun stuff that I should be doing every day. Yeah. Yeah, nobody needs to be stuck on the phone for like 16 hours a day. Doesn't make sense. No, not even, you know, not even Carl. So, I mean, he was on the phone while he was doing stuff he liked to do with his cars. I haven't heard him in a long time working on his cars. I don't know what's going on with those guys. I know he got some really nice cars. He's hoarding them. (laughs) Yeah, car hoarder. (laughs) There is an episode of Hoarders where the guy has a bunch of cars. Anybody else on the call? I don't know. I haven't heard anybody yet. Yeah, it's usually slow in the beginning. It's okay if nobody else comes on. It'll be an early call. I'm here. Is that call?
Brian, you uh, still sharing this stuff with your friends or people you meet? I'm just curious. Yeah, I do. I know there's a lot of people that don't, still don't like to hear it, you know, but... Yeah, I, I, I feel, I find that same thing, you know, they, they're like, you're crazy, you're not, what are you talking about? And then every once in a while you find this random, random person who's like all over it, and they're like, wow, yeah, okay. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. And I know, I know a few people that, that think like this too, but, uh, you know, they, they, they may not have, uh, have it, you know, all down or anything, but, uh, the concept is definitely there. Yeah. Well, good to hear. they're like holy crap that's crazy it's not like anything I'm used to well it's like Carl used to say in the beginning you know it's so simple it's scary and it is it's <laughs> right in the beginning man he's like looking at it you're like what what and I don't know some it took me a while to finally get it to understand what I, I, I couldn't imagine just getting it right away I really it's I don't know. You gotta have one heck of a, I guess, a background studying. Well, the um, the more you understand it, the simpler it becomes. It's just I don't know. It's kind of it's kind of weird getting used to, but once you realize how simple it is, instead of making it complicated all the time, you're just making it simpler all the time just gets easier and easier, but it's just weird to get that, that big actual flip of the mind, the way, just the way you think. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Writing one or two sentences and, you know, you're trying to say, Carl likes to talk about it, like helping the guy and he writes one sentence, you know, how much, how do you charge for that? You know, you used to a lawyer writing a 10 document or, you know, a 10 page lawsuit or something like that. Like, what am I paying for? Look at him. I remember he, when I met him and he wrote that on the yellow piece of paper and he wrote that. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> He's so unsure of it. Well, I, I think it to be longer or bigger. Well, I think part of it comes with um, you got to stop to, you, you got to learn to stop defending yourself and explaining yourself all the time and just keep it simple says who or what debt like okay Bob thanks for your letter what are you talking about prove it just keep it very simple keep your big mouth shut and let them put on the big boy pants let them put on the big brain hat let them make all the all the statements all the claims they can't prove just let them do it why are we doing it all the time they make an accusation we start shooting our mouth off and saying all kinds of ridiculous stuff they said something stupid. Just ask them, what are you talking about? So 
It's like you're four years old and the neighbor next door, the kid steals your bike. Like, first thing you, I don't know. It, uh-oh, my phone's glitching. Are you still there? Yeah, I can hear you. Yeah, I don't know. Like, somebody, somebody, if I was a little kid and the neighbor next door said, you stole my bike, I'd say, says who? Or I'd say, prove it. Who told you that? Like, ask very basic questions. If somebody says I stole their bike, I'm not going to sit there and say, oh, no, I was in Chicago at that time, and I was doing this, that, and the other thing, and blah, 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 looking up all these ways to explain myself, all these excuses. It just doesn't make sense. I don't have to defend myself. You made the accusation. Now defend your accusation. This isn't about me. You made the accusation, not me. Just flip it around on them. The burden of proof is on them. Go ahead, Big Mouth. Prove it now. Hey, I'm kind of busy. I'll be right back. I'm listening. Yep. I don't know. Do you remember, uh, Mike, the one time we wrote a letter to the third-party deck collector for the hot water tank? They went yep. away. And then, uh, sorry. I didn't hear you. Did you say they went away? Yeah, they the the third party debt collector never called me back, or never never wrote back. And uh, the company that has the hot water tank ended up selling to like Reliance. And so they wrote me a letter, kind of lawyer-looking, you know, uh, without prejudice, da-da-da, govern yourself, govern yourself accordingly. So I wrote my letter back to Dear Mr. and Mrs. Reliance Home Comfort. Um, I'm not familiar with that name. I don't know who you are. But anyways, regarding the matter of this account, can you please uh, tell me what binds me to this account? Or give me any information you have that binds me to this account? So I'm just waiting for them to reply back. Actually wrote Mr. Mrs. Reliance? Yep. There was no, no name or anything on the, on the page.
I just mailed it off last week, so. Yeah, somebody might answer it. They might answer it as Mr. Mrs. Reliance. You never know. But, there you go. <laughs> yeah, that'd be funny. Yeah, you might get a generic form letter for those. Well, that's originally what it was, but... Yeah, like, they could go away forever. You could get some letters saying, we don't know what you're talking about. You never know anything happened. Yeah. Oh, I attached their letter to the back. In their letter, they said that they could uh, get collections after me, but they didn't do they didn't do very good for the last company anyway. Did you send their letter back or send them a copy of their letter? Oh, a copy of their letter. Through the Bermuda Triangle soon. 
come back. That must be a long delivery from uh, from Mark. Well, I'm walking out the door. I, uh, I'm done for the day. I just my check out. Uh, I had to do all my, my cash and stuff. So I met this guy uh, yesterday morning at a brunch I went to with my girlfriend and uh, the buffet style brunch. We took up this big table, just the two of us, and we were sitting there. Uh, halfway through our meal, this uh, this older man looks kind of like Einstein. It could be his brother or something. Uh, sat down at our, asked if he could sit down with us and eat. And uh, we're like, yeah, sure. It's just the three of us now sitting at the big table. And uh, the rest of the restaurant was kind of full. And so he starts to question us, you know, like, what we do for a living. And uh, I just thought he was going to first just sit there and eat his food and be quiet, you know. But yeah, I thought it was going to be annoying for a minute. And you know, I, was, I was answering him and telling him, you know, that I help people out, you know, as much as I can with law stuff or try and, you know, do this, and uh, my girlfriend, she says, you know, she works at a law firm, and she's like, are you, asked me if I was a, worked at a law firm, and I was like, no, I help people after they've, you know, lost all their money to lawyers, and uh, so he was, kept asking questions, and I started, you know, explaining to him where I, where I learned this stuff from, and how I got into it, talked about car a little bit, talked about what this is, you know, you know, lifestyle, and, you know, your fellow man out. The lessons I've learned from Carl by studying this stuff. He really, really was intrigued about it, and uh, I could just see it, you know, in his eyes and his questioning. It's not like the normal person, all like you're fucking crazy or anything like that. And uh, turns out he is a uh, professor at Emory University, uh, right around the corner from where I live, and uh, very prestigious doctor school because um, they uh, they have all the hospitals here in Atlanta pretty much they bought them all up and uh, he's, a, he's a doctor there and a professor and he goes overseas to Africa and helps uh, the less fortunate you know that they don't with Syrian section or Syrian and childbirth because you know they can't have a cesarean Africa, they're done, you know, they're pretty much over. And so he offers that service every now and then with, I guess, a group of colleagues. And uh, he liked the uh, humanitarian part of what what we do. When we do this call, long enough to call, talks you for a bunch of people to get to call in with the problems, you know, and we kind of help them out as much as we can, you know. If they're in it for monetary gain, you know, then try and, you know, we just don't shun them, but we try and show them that, you know, that's not how this is working, you know, that's not, <laughs> that's not how this works. And, uh, you know, basically I've talked about Carl a lot, and 
he told me that he was the writer of the a book that turned into the movie called Doc Hollywood. And he also had something to do with the, the real doctor, Patch Adams. And, and he, did a, he wrote a screenplay um, for that here in Atlanta. And uh, it was really neat to get to share this message. He wants to somehow take this and share it with the world via... Uh, we talked about YouTube for a minute, and I'm like, well, we got it all over YouTube. And then uh, kind of got into maybe a screenplay or a movie somehow to get this message out. And I just met him yesterday, so we've only sent a couple of emails back and forth, and I've given him a couple of Carl's videos and links to what to look for. But he was saying that what you, what I explained to him over the breakfast, if, if I went before his group of writers that he knows, they could easily come up with some kind of scenario to put this into, like, some kind of screenplay or movie or book or whatever. So, I don't know. We'll see where it goes. But, uh, I don't know. It was kind of neat to meet somebody like that, just random, that wanted to hear about it, you know, and had something to do with it. His, uh, I guess he's got a, a son that wrote a book. He's eight years old. He wrote this little that he gave it to me, and it's, uh, it's like a coloring book in a way, and it's uh, animals asking questions of, to humans, and they're like talking to humans. Uh, it's got Just like court. He, he <laughs> and I never thought about it that way. He's got this one where this one little snippet that I saw this one page where this uh, lion is saying that uh, I would never sell another lion for for monetary or for money or for gain, or I would never trade another lion for gain. And uh, then the next page shows, it's like, a, you know, what that eight-year-old's rendition of slavery looks like. And it's got some people in chains being held by other people. And I was blown away. This came from an eight-year-old. Like, wow, okay. You know, that's, that's really neat. And I got to talk to Carl about it today. And uh, Carl liked it, so let's see if I can get these two people together. They, I don't. Carl's a bigger guy than this guy, smaller, but kind of have the same, you know, like <laughs> I don't care what I look like feel. <laughs> it's kind of neat. Uh, I watched a couple of videos on this guy. His name's uh, Neil Sherman or Schumann. Uh, I can't remember his last name. But I uh, watched a couple of YouTube videos of interviews he's done. And uh, seems like a really nice guy, really neat what he does, humanitarian. I was talking to Carl about him, and Carl told me a little story that uh, one of his, I guess when he was in high school or he, after high school he was dating this girl or seeing this girl, and they asked a friend of his. She asked him, well, what do you want to do? And, and Carl said, well, I want to be a humanist, or I'm a humanist, or... He didn't say humanitarian, but and so it, it kind of fit together. It's like this is this is cool. This guy's got the uh, I don't know the yes the ability to get something like this out. Got the one of the connections, and he's into you know humanitarianism. So I don't know. He might go somewhere. We'll see. 
a common law movie out there where it explains in a, in a, in a neat story, you know, what, what this is all about. Yeah, it's probably uh, kind of surprising for him, just like it would be for me if I was just uh, out in the general public one day and just talked to an absolute complete stranger and he started talking about common law, man, kind of stuff. I'd be yep. like, holy shit. I've been looking for yep. somebody like you. <laughs> yeah, he sent me an email and, like, it's he was very... Uh, <laughs> It's over. It's not overwhelming, but it just seems. It, I don't know if he does this all the time. I think he does. I think he just tries to, to meet people. But the fact that he met somebody like me, and I have this, I do. You know, I know this stuff. It's not necessarily I do it every day and try and help people. But you know, if there's somebody comes along, I'll I'll try and help them. And it's not for you know, it's not for monetary gain. Although you know, if you want to donate, that's great. But um. It was really neat to share this message. I don't know. It would be rather odd, Mike, to find somebody else that starts talking about common law and has nothing to do with Carl, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it just, goes to show you that, it just goes to show you that there are people that are awake out there and everybody's got their own sort of style, process, path, whatever you want to call it. But there are people like us out there looking for other people like us. It, it's neat to, to find somebody else that, you know, helps out other people. And I, of course, this has made a lot of money. Yeah, it's, uh, it's good that there's a lot of people out there doing their own thing. It's good that there's so many people out there with a with a common goal. And I, even better than that, I think it's a great thing that everybody has their own unique style or their method or their own beliefs or opinions. So it's not everybody filing the same I a man notice every single time. It's the, the, the quote, systems getting pummeled from all different directions. But I think if somebody's going to follow kind of what Carl does, you're going to have to stick pretty close to what Carl does because any wavering, you're on the wrong side, whether it be one side or the other. Once you pick your path, you're going to go the I am man route. You're going to have to stick to your guns and you can't be mixing statutes with this stuff. But I think it's great if uh, if 10 people attack the system using statutes and two people do it common law, beautiful. One guy wants to attack it through trust law. One guy wants to attack it some uh, whatever. Yeah, get them. Everybody from a different direction. Get them from all different angles. Just everybody stand up for yourself. Lose the fear. Now you suddenly like Dean, attack him from all sides. <laughs> I am, and, and I'm not talking breach of enclosure either. <laughs> Remember, it's a family show. You're all citizens.
Hey, Mike. Hey. I uh, I wanted to get your uh, input on my situation. If I, I can give you a kind of a brief overview um, about the situation. I was arrested with a criminal felony in January, and it was I was it's been in the district court since then, and they haven't really moved on it. And then um, a couple weeks ago, or I think a couple weeks ago, uh, it has gone to the superior court. And so I um, was out on bail since the uh, arrest, and the there's a probation department meeting before the arraignment, which is happening tomorrow. So I was finally indicted two weeks ago, and I haven't done any paperwork. I haven't um, followed any of the Carlisms as far as implementing them as much as I've just been kind of sponging them. And um, so here I'm sitting the night before I have an arraignment, and I really don't want to um, plea. I want to make you know take start moving this in the direction where I I um, start functioning in a way that uh, is more of I a man versus a defendant. And so I'm I was talking to a friend of mine today. Um, last few days actually about an idea and I wanted to toss it by you and and get your input on it. Um, I have an attorney that has been in this process since January um, and I'm the uh, charges are going to be dismissed tomorrow morning at the district level then the arraignment then the uh, arraignments happening in the afternoon and my idea that we talked about was to um, have him complete the district level process uh, and then relieve him of his um, duties in this regard and then go to the go to the arraignment or maybe even try to file this before the arraignment you know uh, in paperwork saying that I require leave of court to find competent assistance of counsel and so mm-hmm. that's what what is the charge? It's a it's a felony and it's a, a criminal charge. As far as uh, and as far as harm, injury, or loss, it has to do with possession. It has nothing to do with hurting you know another person. So what is the charge? That's that's right now. I'm not I'm not sure I I want to talk about that right now. You know, if it's relevant to the approach I'm taking, um, then, you know, we can talk about it maybe in private. So were you notified that there was going to be some kind of a grand jury hearing? I was told verbally when I went to the last conference at the district level that uh, the lawyer told me that they were having a grand jury hearing that afternoon and um, I was waiting for um, that information. That information came the following Monday or Tuesday. Yeah, if, 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 the, if the charge is relevant um, to my, my question, you know, then 
I'm then I'm at a loss as how how to continue having this conversation. Yeah, it's, it's kind of important, but we could hold off on that for now, anyways. I'm just trying to trying to get an idea of what's been going on so far. That's all. Um, that's a, Mike. That's the thing. Nothing has been going on as, as far as uh, I've gone to conferences, and they've, they've they've been asking the assistant district attorney, you know, what's going on. Well, you know, we haven't moved on this yet. Uh, there's been talk of the feds there's getting involved. It's not going on, obviously, because they've already had a grand jury hearing. You've been indicted. There's district court dismissing. Blah blah. There's obviously tons of stuff going on. Yeah, in the last two weeks, part of that, it's, not much. The, right now, I don't know how much you know. I don't know what your opinions and beliefs are or anything like that. I don't know how capable you are of pulling off what, but it's kind of tough when you have a lawyer because basically you're saying, I have no clue what I'm doing, so... I want somebody who works for the court to take care of me and handle right. my affairs for me, which is fixable um, if that's the proper way of handling it. But um, if your lawyer was any good, he should have put some evidence into the grand jury hearing Um just without knowing anything, I'm guessing he probably didn't. You're absolutely right. He he did not participate and, in the grand jury hearing. And further than that, I'm guessing, this is just my guess, but I'm guessing there actually was no grand jury and there probably was no real hearing and they just indicted you on behalf of a grand jury. You know, you probably... It, 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 Probably could be that way, and it, how does that how does that impact the fact that I have an arraignment tomorrow, or uh, or how to handle what I all I want to do is I I need some time to start putting in notices and identifying myself as not part of their society, so I'm thinking of doing a leave of court. That's kind of what I was getting at. But see, problem number one is that lawyer's on the books for you, no matter what happens. If the judge feels like it, he can tell you to sit down and shut your mouth and your lawyer can enter a plea on your behalf or he can do it. And if you don't know how to handle it, it's going to be a big shit show. <clears throat> I was thinking of firing him before so he doesn't like, show up. See, I don't know. I don't really know where you are yet in this, but it might be a good idea to fire your lawyer. It might not be a good idea to fire him right away. But where I was kind of going is um, one reason to not have the arraignment is because you were not given an opportunity to present your side of the evidence to the grand jury. Mm. You were indicted without even giving your side of the story. Um, another thing could be fire your lawyer, say he didn't do a very good job because anybody knows that the grand jury, you're supposed to give them evidence. So you could just, you don't have to get into it, but you could say you fired your lawyer. You don't believe he was doing a very good job and, uh, you require more time. 
to see competent counsel. After all, you just can the guy, you need to find somebody else. Or at least that's what you want them to believe. So I'm just thinking there's there's ways you could at least get more time. That's, that's my tomorrow, goal. Because tomorrow is pretty soon. <laughs> yeah, indeed. Um, it would have been good if you could have a notice filed like Friday or earlier. Um, too late for that now. You might be able to get a notice filed tomorrow morning. But... Um, you're going to have to think about if you want to fire your lawyer. I don't know how much you know, but if you fire your lawyer, you're you're going to be batted around in court. You're going to have to know what you're doing. Well, um, the as far as being batted around in court, I think there's some standard uh, phraseology that um, I can I think I can hold up as far as uh, maintaining my. Um, separation from their jurisdiction or from their um, society. But, yeah, I think it's going to be a thing where I'm going to have to go in there and say, you know, basically I require leave of court to find competent assistance of counsel and just keep saying that. Well, shouldn't that be in a notice that you file in and then stand on it? Yeah, Yeah, I could file that in the morning. If you can, I would definitely file a notice in there in the morning and get it stamped and get a copy of it and then when you get a stamped copy of it make several copies of it at least at least four well actually at least three so you can give one to the judge one to the prosecutor and one to the court clerk and one for yourself yeah it's good to have one for yourself but i would uh i would keep the original Mm-hmm. and only pull out copies of it. Give everybody photocopies. You have a photocopy of it. Don't let anyone know you have the original with you. I'm sure mm-hmm. no one's well, going to... Well, the original gets turned into the court. Well, if you want to give the court jurisdiction, but... The jurisdiction if, if they have an original? Well, if I if I give you a $10 bill, you have a $10 bill. If I give you the copy of the $10 bill, I still have the money safe. The basic yeah, but this idea. isn't, this isn't a, a, a bill that you're collecting money on. It Normally, doesn't when, matter if you give your document to somebody else. If you give your, your document to the court, they're taking ownership of it. But wait a minute. When uh, when you do um, when you write it, handwrite it, it's your energy, and you filing it into the court as a notice. Uh, you want that man energy to go into the court, not a copy. Well, has talked about you hold on to the original when there's a payment due, and then you release that original okay. when okay. the payment is made. Hold on, hold on, hold on. So. When you're taking me to court and I say, show me the original and you don't have it, you're going to tell me you don't need it? I don't need the original. All I need is a copy. I'm going to say, no freaking way, man. You show me the original or we're done here today. All I see is copies. Yeah, but that's when you're you're taking another man to court. Says who? 
What, fakes and forgeries are okay everywhere else? I don't get what you're getting at. I mean, I'm going to tell you to along, show me the original or you're full of crap. I'm going to say if you lost the contract, too bad for you because I don't believe an original exists. And if you don't have an original, all you have is a photocopy. You got nothing. But this is a notice into the court, into their case. You're putting right. the original where it belongs. If you don't have the original, it can be challenged. I don't know. We can argue about this all you want. It's kind of irrelevant, but I don't see why you think the original doesn't matter. That you can just turn the original over to somebody else's jurisdiction. Well, that's the way it's always been done. We always file the original into the court. Always been done by who? Not me. I don't give out my originals. I don't know. All I've heard, I've I've mentioned that to Colin. He said. Then when there's money's due, when you're filing a claim against someone because they owe money, you don't file the original. You file an exhibit of that. But that's when you hold on to the original. With this, there's no money's due. I don't know. Well, I don't believe well, that. What, what happens if they tamper with your original and you've only got a photocopy? You're pretty well screwed. But if you've totally got the original scared. to prove that it's been it's been tampered with, boy, they are going to be in a lot of trouble. Bingo. That's what I'm saying. If it was me and you, if it was me and you in court, or me and Coca-Cola in court, or me in the United States of America in court, I'd be saying, "Show me the original." All I see is a copy. I'm not accepting it. Show me right. the original. But that's not the situation here. You're filing a. A notice yeah, the court. Is, because when the other side says, show me the original and I don't have it, I'm beat. Show what original? To what? Okay, never mind. We're just trailing off into nowhere. This is useless. All right. The original, the original is going to have your signature. Okay. Yeah, I think it's filed into the court. Done, That's where it needs to be. Okay, we're not asking Yep. So, um, so yeah, as, as far as this situation, as far as it's, if I keep the original or not, I'm, I'm, my, my, my perspective on it, you know, I, and I could be wrong, which often I am, is that it's their, it's their case number. That's what's on it. It's not my case. It's my oh, two-dimensional response or, re, or requirement this is the for way a leave of court. This is a waste of time, actually. I don't care if you keep the original or give it to them. It's kind of irrelevant. It's yeah. not that big a deal. We're just wasting our time with this now. Okay. So the idea, though, was to, as far as firing the, or relieve, relieving the, the attorney or not relieving the attorney, I guess, is, is kind of what you were uncertain about as far as it, with the best approach. My feeling is, if I if I relieve him, then I can say I'm I need time to find competent assistance of counsel. If I still have him and he shows up, and then he represents me, then I'm I'm in their I'm in their jurisdiction. I I don't know what you're talking about. Right back at the beginning, you lost me. You hired him. You you keep him or you fire him. It's your choice. 
Exactly. Right. So if I keep him, then I'm part of their game. But if I don't keep him, then I have the ability to tell them, the society, that I need more time. And that's all I'm asking for right now. Yeah, you have, to, you have the ability to do that at all times, except when you have a lawyer, he's going to be speaking for you. Right. But so He's obviously not going to be doing a good job for you anyways. If it were me, I would ban him immediately. Yeah. But I would, uh, if it were me, I would fire the lawyer and I would just file a notice uh, stating that I uh, require more time to seek competent counsel. Yeah. Okay. That 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 was uh, that was the idea, and I just wanted to kind of get your your uh, opinion on that, Mike. I appreciate that. Yeah, I would I would write a letter to the lawyer as a man, just a man to man letter saying greetings, Bob. Thank you for your help. However, I no longer require your your assistance. Uh, kind regards. Yeah. Basically, thanks for your help. I I don't need you anymore. You're fired. Nothing anyway, personal. Fired. And then um, I would put in a notice to court saying. Uh, um, well, this is what I have, Mike. I, I have a notice at the top of the page and says leave of court. Then it's regarding the uh, docket number of the case. And then firstly, I require leave of court to find competent assistance of counsel. Secondly, I say here and we'll verify in open court that all herein be true. And then I sign it with the date. That's all I have. Yeah, I don't know if I would bother putting secondly. Put the verification or whatever, but I would I would take secondly out. And I don't know if I would say leave of court. Um I don't know. You could just put notice. I don't know. I don't like the I don't like the term leave of court because leave is permission. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to submit or apply. But I would keep it very simple. I don't even know if I would say assistance to counsel. I wouldn't be tipping your hand at all. I think I would maybe just. Uh, I think I would just put notice. Oh. Mm-hmm. And then I would put regarding, and I would put their case file number in uh, single quotes. Single quotes, okay, not not square brackets. No, I would put them in single quotes, and then I would put, uh, um, I require uh, extra time. Yeah, I require. I would put something like I require sixty days, or I I I am not ready to proceed at this time. I require uh, sixty days to seek competent counsel. And if you wanted, you could put C Exhibit A and put the letter where you fired your lawyer. I don't think that's necessary. I would just. I think I, if anything, I would just say uh, I don't have a lawyer. I put in a notice. I require more time. Mm-hmm. And the, the notice. It doesn't matter if he says we're not here for that. We just want to know if you plead guilty or not guilty. Just say I don't know what's going on. I require time to seek competent counsel. I don't understand. Exactly. And just just keep your big mouth shut. Just say I require right. more time. I don't understand. I need to get a lawyer. I wouldn't even say I need a lawyer. 
I would just say I require to, I require time to seek competent counsel. Read my mm-hmm. freaking notice. And uh, the the notice name could be counsel. Notice colon counsel. At the top of the page. What do you think about that, Mike? Say what? The name of the notice could be counsel. Yeah. Yeah. So notice colon counsel, is that what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah. Could be. Yeah, if you just put notice, it doesn't really make a difference. They might say notice counsel. They might uh, more, I don't know what they'll call it, but it's up to you. You don't have to even say what kind of notice it is, but. Okay. Yeah, Carl right. has said uh, the idea of having uh, the notice name is 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 good. That way, you know which notice you're referring to. Yeah, there'll probably be a few of them. <laughs> Make sure you put a date. Right. Well, I have a date under the signature, um, and uh, the only thing that identifies me is my signature. I don't have my name printed on it. I don't know if that's essential or not. No, they or know that. the name from the case number. Oh, and the reason why you don't put brackets around the, the case number is because uh, if you do that, it's not there. And uh, you're using their term of art, whatever they're calling it. Oh, and that's different than single quotes hold as on, far as on, what that implies? I don't, think, I don't think you explained that right. If you use square brackets, that means it doesn't appear on the page, and technically they can't see it which I think is bad. That's just my opinion. But if you use single quotes, then they can see it. They can't say, I have no idea what you're talking about, because they can actually see it while it's in single quotes, but it's their term of art. It's what they call it. Oh. I have no idea what a CVJ129-0023 is. That's what you guys oh. call it. That's fine. But at least in single quotes, they can see it, whereas square brackets, it's not even there. So, isn't that, isn't that what I said? No, you said, well, I, I was just curious, what does a double quote mean? Is that different than a single quote as far as this whole idea of brackets or quotes or not? Well, the way I look at double quotes is this is your words exactly. Ah, uh, okay. Where, which or, is, I guess, it's a little bit different than this is what you guys call it. Or this yeah. is your guy's word. And also, uh, double quotes can be used if you're changing the meaning of the word. Uh, you put it normally. You put it in double quotes just to say that it's a different meaning than what normally is accepted. Mm. All right. Like you know, if you wanted to, it'll be sarcastic and say that smart guy. You could put it in in uh, double quotes, smart. And that you, you, it means that you're changing the meaning, you know, you know of it. It doesn't, it doesn't mean you're changing the meaning. It means pay attention to that word. It could mean no. it could have two different meanings, and you're just telling people to pay attention to it. But it doesn't mean you're changing the meaning of the word. You're using it with a different meaning. Hmm. All right. But the bottom line is. Do, do do you guys agree that single quotes in this case are appropriate? Yes. Okay. All right. Well, we'll we'll let we'll let, I don't want to put that probably that discussion will probably go along with the other one as far as oh you original. want them to see you want them to see it that's why you do it that way. Mm-hmm. 
Right, right. Yeah, technically they say, what, I don't see anything here. I see something inside of brackets, but I can't see that because it's bracketed. I think what uh, somebody put on chat, what brackets mean, which is, you know, yeah, Akira, four-corner doctrine. Interesting. So, all right. Yeah, it's well, boxed. It's in a box. Yeah. Okay. Well, I I really appreciate you taking time. I'm sorry about being vague, uh, but um, I I really appreciate your input on this, Mike. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> and you got to be careful too. I don't know. I think I I think I heard you say that it was a possession. It should be yes. fine, but. Sometimes people think there's no harm, loss, or injury, and somewhere down the line, somebody did lose money. Mm. I don't know if that's the case with this, but you should be aware of that, that there might be something you're forgetting, but I don't know. I I doubt that's the case here, if it is some kind of possession, unless there's more to the story. I don't know, but... Well, that's part kind of the thing I like to know too. I kind of like to know if I'm helping somebody that's going to be causing uh, causing problems for the general public. Oh, absolutely, I get that, and um, I assure you that that's not the case. But how can I assure you of that unless you know more information? So I get that. All right, man. Thanks for your help. I uh, I'll let you let somebody else come in and take over. I really appreciate your time. All right, good luck, and uh, let us know what happens. Uh, we'll definitely will do. Are you in the Skype rooms? Yeah. All right. I, uh, so we'll, we'll be in touch. Cool. Thanks, man. No problem. Good luck. Anybody else? <laughs> Mike? Yep. Um, This is Mark from Western New York. Um, Good good and yourself? Pretty good. Um, Sort of, we got, I got on the call last week and talked to you a little bit towards the end there. Um, I liked what the guy, I think he was from California, was saying about, uh, venue um are we in a proper venue or uh should we even be in the venue um i don't know i said something to the fact that uh why why um should we get to the root of the problem of all of this I don't know, I was thinking uh, over the week, uh, Patrick Kane, you know Patrick Kane, right? He's been yeah. brought up on rape charges. Um, yeah, I have now, no idea who that is or what that case is about. Oh, okay. Well, I'll just go to myself then. Um, I got a ticket, and basically unregistered vehicle. But if we file something into the court um, saying I, a man, do not answer complaints or something like that, wouldn't that basically cover any complaint that ever goes into a court? 
I am in, do not answer complaints in an open court or something like that. Well, I'm not really sure. I guess technically it would, but that's pretty rude. Like if your wife said, hey, uh, you didn't take the garbage out, and you're like, ah, shut up, I don't listen to complaints. That doesn't sound very honorable. It doesn't sound very polite. Um, I think there's better ways of getting the message across, but you got to be very polite, respectful, and honorable. Um, I think it would be more like uh, it would take time to do it. It would be over a few letters and notices, but you would establish the fact that uh, you're a man, you're an idiot in regard to legalese, and you're only there to answer to another man or woman if you've caused harm, loss, or injury. So you're okay. you're not you're not instead of politely saying I don't take orders from you, you're more like saying I'm not part of your little club. I don't really understand your little rules, but if I've done something wrong, I'll fix it. So it's more more the way you're coming across. Okay, then another thing I was thinking is, couldn't you write to the court and say, if there is a verify a man, obviously. Uh, when did you get this ticket? Oh, last week. I sent. I, I talked to you, and uh, you mentioned something about there was something in the in the Skype room, so I took your letter and I wrote that to them. Um, I haven't had any response yet from that, um, and I wrote that last Monday. So I guess now would be the time to write the second letter to. I wrote it to the cop. Yeah. Um, to the man acting the letter, the cop. The the man being a cop, yes. Although, let's see, that's a problem, too. His full name wasn't there. Uh, I mean, his first initial was there, um, and then his last name. Yeah. So is that, am, am I writing to the man or not? If, <laughs> if his name is A. Smith, I guess his name is A. Smith. If he's the man who claims you've done harm, loss, or injury, whatever, the strange name, but... Okay. So court's still a long ways off, right? So Oh, um as thinking of writing a letter like this. I am in where the heck is that? Well, writing a letter to who? Um the court clerk. Um, I am in, wish to be informed when there is a verifiable, verifiable claim before the court. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Did the clerk send you anything? No, I just got the ticket. Okay, well, I don't even know if there's a case yet. Like maybe the cop has seven or ten days to turn that ticket in and have it sent to the prosecutor's office and then... The prosecutor's office has seven days to process it and either make a case or not. 
Like, I don't know if there's an actual case yet. Now you're already ready to jump to the clerk. So far, all you've okay, had to I deal see. with was the only man or woman you've dealt with would be the man who gave you the ticket, right? Right. Yeah, so realistically, there's nobody else to talk to yet. Okay, I, I always thought that they automatically make a case or... Is it a case or is it a file? Well, I don't know. What did it say on the ticket? Oh, it's like, for uh, uninspected. Uninspected. See, I don't, know, I, don't know exactly, I don't know exactly what the technical terms are, and I don't know what you got, but sometimes you'll get a, a fine where you have to pay a dollar amount. Sometimes you get a summons or a promise to appear to court. Sometimes you get a notice of some kind of crazy statutory word. So I don't know exactly what you got, but you might have gotten a court date right on the ticket. Yes, that's what it is. It's an appearance uh, and a ticket to appear. See, because realistically, I don't know what that means. Like if I buy a ticket to ride a bus somewhere, I know what that means. If I buy a ticket to go watch the circus, I know what that means. And somehow you got a ticket to appear. Huh. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, what I wrote in my letter also. I said, I asked him, what is this sheet of paper? I didn't, like I said, I haven't gotten anything back yet. You, you, you asked what? What is on this sheet of paper? I don't know if that really makes much sense. How long was your well, letter? Suppose, supposedly, we're not allowed to read legal, or we don't understand legalese, and that sheet of paper is a legal document, isn't it? Well, how long was this letter you wrote? I don't know. It was uh, whatever you wrote, and then I just put that at the end there. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what you wrote. <laughs> whatever you wrote in the Skype room there. Um, I don't know, whatever I wrote and what you were just saying is different, so I don't know what you wrote. Uh, I don't have I don't a letter in front of me. I'm not at home right now. Uh, when I get home, I will get the letter out then. I'm trying to do this. Yeah, I don't know. The um, idea was that you were dealing with a man-to-man. And now you're talking about legalese and their society and all this other stuff that hasn't even occurred yet. You're you're jumping ahead of yourself. You're putting all this extra stuff in it that shouldn't be in there. Well, that that's what I was going to ask you too. I mean, normally they, he gave me a court date four weeks down the road or an appearance to, to appear in court. I mean, what do you do when? They only give you two weeks. I mean, there's how the heck? Because normally they would, he would have given it ten days away. You have to appear in court. Um, I mean, there's no time to write any letters back and forth for something like that. I've been pulled over a lot lately because <laughs> I've been trying to learn Carl's stuff here. Um, 
Well, and, getting uh, yourself in trouble to learn how to get out of trouble doesn't seem like a very intelligent plan of attack, for one. But Nah, I know. I'm an idiot. I don't know why you think 10 or 14 days isn't enough time to write letters. Um, I don't know. I think I think you should definitely study more before you try and get into trouble if that's what you're going to do. Doesn't doesn't really make sense to get a whole bunch of shit going and then try and dig yourself out of it. Yeah, that's why I paid him a couple of times. <laughs> Screw this. Well, when I get home, I'll get back on the call and I'll read the letter Wait, I wrote. Traffic stuff is all the same. It's all pretty basic. It's all pretty easy, but you're going to have to understand the main concepts or it's going to be hard. Like, I don't know, you might hear something and it might make sense the way it's explained, but if you can apply it to every situation almost, you probably don't fully understand it. You just kind of... I don't know. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense kind of thing, but you probably don't fully get an idea. I don't know. It's hard to explain. Oh, that's why I was wondering. I mean, because everything that goes in the legal world is a complaint going into court. And as a man, we... I, I believe we shouldn't have to answer to a complaint. Yeah, but so, uh, wouldn't it be nice? You, you, hold on, you you nailed it right on the head there. If you don't know how to act like a man, then you lose. You can't just run in there and say, I'm a man, and start quacking like a duck, walking like a duck. If you're gonna If you're going to go in there and say, I'm a man, you better act like a man. Well, like I was reading on the Skype board, the the one gentleman, he's from New York also. Um, Actually, I think that's who you wrote the letters for. Um, When he went into court and appeared and they called his name, he stood up and said, I, a man, am here to speak on that matter. And they threw him out of court. Um, So to me, that says they they don't want a man in their court. What it says to me is that guy didn't know how to come across and he didn't know how to handle the situation once it got worse. And his actions or inactions made the situation way worse. Hmm. Like he could have just walked up and said, I'm here for that. Instead of I, a man, blah, 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 stirring the pot immediately. First words out of his mouth, get him into trouble. He poisoned the water right there. He could have been a little more casual, a little more calm and polite. I wasn't there. I didn't witness it, but he could have toned it down a little bit. He could have went in there just complete idiot. Not say anything until they say something and say, I don't understand. I'd love to answer Uh, your question. I'd love to answer your question, but I don't understand what you mean. 
Yeah, well, they did. Had, that's what I did one time, and uh, actually, I handed them um, a notice that that Carl had written up. Um, and the judge looked at me and said, "Do you understand?" And I handed him the notice, and uh, <laughs> they threw me in jail. Then I'm like, "I no, I don't understand. I'm an idiot." And they wrote me up in order for <clears throat> mental evaluation and all that good stuff. But I don't have that paper in front of me either now. So. Yeah, but the it, as crazy as it sounds, basically they gave you an offer and you took it because you didn't really understand what was going on. You didn't really understand how to handle it. And I'm guessing you didn't go back and properly deal with it, hold anyone accountable, ask any questions. So they just do what they do to everybody and get away with it business as usual. Whether they what they did or not was proper in your opinion, you let them get away with it. Yes, I did. That's why they do all this stuff, because we allow it. We don't know any better. We don't do anything. Most of us are trained to just run out and get a lawyer. Well, I don't know I don't know the law. That's what lawyers do. Hire a lawyer. Same thing. I don't do brain surgery. I'm going to have to hire a doctor for that. So first thing we do is we run out and hire a lawyer. And we run out of money and try and act like a lawyer now, which doesn't work either. Because now you're trying to act like a lawyer, except you don't know how to act like a lawyer. You're just making yourself look stupid. So they just take over for you. Okay. Uh, When I get back home, I'll get on the call again and read your letter I wrote to the cop. Go from there. All right. Okay. Thanks. Yeah, I don't know. I just, uh, I think you got to stop getting ahead of yourself. Don't say too much. Keep it very simple. The more you put in there, the more you have to explain or the more you're going to contradict yourself or better chance you're going to use a a bad word. Um, Yeah, I don't know. Talking about I don't understand what's on your paper or whatever it was, that didn't. I don't think it was very relevant. It certainly wasn't the right time. And the way you asked, it wasn't even asked properly either. So that was just way out of place. That shouldn't have been in there. Like, I would keep it very, very, very short and simple. Like, I I think it's pretty rare that my my letters or notices are like a lot of my letters and notices are one or two lines, sometimes three. Okay. I think you said, uh, first letter, three lines, and then second and third letter was going to be two lines a piece. I don't know. I got it at home saved on my word. But uh, I should be home in about an hour. 
Yeah, everything's got to be very short and very simple. Don't say too much. Okay. Thank you very much for your time. I will get back on in a little bit. All right. Okay. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, I just I just see if they were using my tricks against me, I wouldn't want to be saying anything because as soon as the other side opens their mouth, I'm going to tell them to prove it. They're going to say something else, I'm going to tell them to prove it. And I'm just going to jump down their throat and stay there. So that's why I don't want to say anything that I don't need to because if they use my tricks and tell me to prove it, I'm screwed. So I don't want to have to say anything I have to provide evidence for. Once I bring in evidence, the evidence is going to incriminate me on something else. Or once I give them the information, I kind of give them jurisdiction over that information. When realistically it's private information, I could have just kept my big mouth shut anyways because the burden of proof is always on them. So if the burden of proof is on them, keep it on them. Doesn't make sense to do their job for them. Give them extra information. Like as crazy as it sounds, you guys dragged me into court and you're asking me who I am. You don't even know who you have in front of you. This seems kind of ridiculous right off the bat. Okay, you guys, you guys are dragging me into this court, and then now that I'm here, you're asking me who I am. Like, who are you looking for? Yeah, they might have the wrong man in front of them. Yep, they could. What do you mean? Do you mean Joe Smith? Like, open the. Uh, open the phone book and look up Joe Smith or Joseph Smith. Like, there's probably a whole whack of them. Are you sure you have the right Joseph Smith? What did the guy look like? Let's start with that. Not to mention, Joseph Smith could be the muffler shop. Joseph Smith could be the pro golfer. Joseph Smith, do you mean the man? Do you mean the legal person? Like, who... Who is this Joe Smith you're looking for? Let's establish that you're looking for me. Are you looking for a man? At that point, they're kind of screwed. Was he going to say, no, we're not looking for a man. We're looking for a legal person, a piece of paper. They can't say that. It'd make make it easy for us, wouldn't it? But then they got to freak out and say, oh, if you're not Joe Smith, we're going to put out a warrant for Joe Smith's arrest. Okay. So you just proved that I'm not the guy you're looking for. You're going to go and look for the guy that you're looking for. I'll wait here. Go drag him in. Like, thank thank you for your decision that I'm not the man you're looking for and that you're going to go look for the defendant. Thank you for admitting I'm not the defendant. Go get him. Pretty much, don't you dare touch my body, but go ahead and find that defendant, Joe Smith. Or Joseph J. Smith, or whoever you're looking for. So it's not... 
is easy. You just have to learn this first, how to act. <clears throat> yeah, it's just um, the more you learn, the more you understand it, the more you start to believe it, the more confident you get, and it gets a lot simpler. But, I don't know, you just, after a while, you laugh. Like, everything out of their mouth is just prove it. I just, I call bullshit on everything now. Just call call them on everything. Like, there's, like, if, if somebody, if some, some man acting as a lawyer sent me a five-line letter, there would be so many things in that letter that I could attack. I'd just be pissing my pants laughing while I'm reading this five-line letter from a lawyer. But I would only have to ask one question. Maybe two questions if they were very closely related, same topic and everything. And even if I was to do that, it would probably just be, greetings, Bob, in your letter you wrote, and I would quote exactly what he said. And then maybe ask him two questions based on his exact words. So how can that be considered unreasonable? You said it, Bob. This is exactly what you said. Now explain it. And they can't answer it. And then if he does try and explain it, right away, just ask one question and shut it down. It doesn't matter if you get a 20-page letter from a lawyer. Just send one question back to him. Just shut everything down. Hello, how are you? Like, greetings, greetings, Bob. What do you wish that I do? That's an amazing question. Just cuts through all the crap. Now you're talking about, Bob, I'm a man. Like, tell me man to man, what are you talking about? I don't know what a subsection 204A is. Like, what are you talking about? Like, probably... So you could, you could ask that question pretty much to anybody then also, right? Pretty much, yeah. Greedy toast. The beauty of keeping it simple. So if you got... Because <laughs> I forgot about this. I don't know why, but I got a letter for... Uh, property tax do. So if I asked them, wrote back to them, what do you wish that I do? They wouldn't be able to answer that. Yeah. Or just say, who's property? Oh, that's the whole thing. They, they, they sent, they, I don't know how I want to say this. I'm going to say it right. They sent the letter to me, but they addressed the letter to homeowner. So, is that, am I the homeowner? Like, in the address address window, it has my name and my address and everything on there. But at the beginning of the letter, it says, dear homeowner. Well, it's kind of irrelevant. It's kind of irrelevant, but I think having a clear window and sending mail like that is actually illegal. It's probably against their own codes, but whatever. But... Yeah, if you believe your name is homeowner, then I guess that's you. Um, I owe. Yeah, I don't know. Um, There's a lot of ways you could go about it, but 
I think the funniest thing is um, they're telling you you owe property tax on whose property. Right. I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't say that yet. I would. I would get a man or woman's name. Get somebody like find out who you're supposed to be writing to, and get a oh, man or woman. She signed it. And she signed it at the bottom. Okay. Well, I would be writing to her for sure, but. I think one of the important things is if somebody sent me a letter saying, uh, dear bike owner, you owe a bike tax. I'd be pissing my pants laughing. Was my bike? You're going to tax me on my bike? What? No, I got an idea. If you believe that you're borrowing my bike, you can pay me a tax because it's my bike. I don't pay a tax. I collect a tax, if anything. So it's just funny. If they're saying you owe them a property tax, they're saying somebody owns your property, and it's not you. Right. So that's one way of attacking it. Whose property are you taxing? I got to go here. I got to pick up my kid from hockey. So... All right. We'll, uh, I'll get back on the call in a little bit. All right, cool. Okay, thanks. No problem. Bye. Hello. Yeah, it says I'm unmuted. Yeah, I can hear you. Oh, uh, yeah, real quiet. I didn't know if it dropped the call like Angela does or, or what. No, when Are it's you... quiet, I enjoy it. <laughs> I just leave it quiet until somebody else talks. I believe I've seen that picture on your uh, common law on the Skype. Or... Do you happen to be in uh, Pennsylvania? No, no, I've never been to Pennsylvania. There's a guy named Dennis that uh That's talks Preston to... Law Dennis, yeah. Oh, okay. He's he's uh he's kinda quiet. I've chatted with him by a phone and text message, but uh yeah, he's hard to uh, get anything out of. I thought I would try scapping and uh, that's not working out too well. I think it was like a trend or something there for a while but you got to have a select group or really do anything on there. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Dennis, he just kind of got really busy for a while and sort of faded out. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I think there's a couple of people that talk to him on a rare occasion. I think he's doing pretty good, but he just, yeah, he doesn't come on talk to you anymore. Yeah, I don't want, I want to tie up the, uh, the call. How How long are you on tonight? Uh, I think it'll probably cut off around one, one Eastern. Okay. I was uh, I was wanting to banter some things back and forth with you if you uh, if you got time. Yeah. Hope you're not easily offended. <laughs> uh, it depends. <laughs> <clears throat> I don't want to uh, bash anyone, 
maybe the process. I uh, I think a lot of people are seeking some uh, truths of how to act like a man. And they get a lot of good stuff from Carl. But I, th- I think, in my opinion, he's he's all over the place. It's so simple for him, but uh, there's a lot of... The information he shares is people are picking up on it, but it's not being applied properly, if you uh, if you see what I'm saying. I've gotten a lot of good information that Carl talks about by going to... Uh, have you been to Ticket Slayer's site or uh, familiar with Ticket Slayer? No, I've I've heard of it, but I I don't I've never been there. I've never looked at it. So his name's Greg Slaughter, and uh, he did a talk show for a while. You can uh, look it up. And uh, the last one he did was in uh, late 2013, I believe. But the last couple of calls are just excellent. You got Chap uh, Chappie this Chappie on there, and I think it was one of the last calls. What's his name? Did Jack Bauer did? He was on the show, and a lot of great stuff on the common law default in court when it pertains to tickets. It's a slightly tweaked from what Carl would do, but it is great. You can actually apply it. It's so simple. I haven't tried it yet, but there's a lot of great stuff in there. Yeah, I kind of have a rough idea what it is. I've never used it. Um... I believe Akira is uh, an expert of sorts on that. I don't know if you know him on Skype. Uh, he might be on the call tonight or on the chat board. I'm not sure. But, yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I think um, the way I see it anyways, Carl's right. This stuff is super simple. It's just there's a, I don't know, you have to um, change your whole way of thinking. It's it's hard. I explain it like a puzzle. It's just putting. You can collect all the pieces of the puzzle, but it's not until you put the puzzle pieces together that's when you start to see the picture. And I think, uh, like you kind of mentioned, Carl's all over the place. He's got so much information. Everybody's got so many pieces of the puzzle, but it seems everybody's having a hard time putting all the proper pieces in the proper place. The one thing, the one thing, Carl, not Carl, uh, the one thing that happens with a lot of people is they're so anxious, they're so so zealous, and they're looking for a silver bullet. They know something's up. They don't know how what to do, and when they come across a small piece of what Carl says or any other guru, if you will, they try to apply it too soon. They're angry. And I was just researching uh, Bill Thornton's site, and uh, they get a, he's got a thing on there about don't be angry. He says if you keep your head clear or something like that, you can focus better, you can see points from all angles. But if you go into court angry, you're guaranteed you're going to lose. Yeah. And and uh, the, the common law default that Ticket Slayer was mentioning was similar to what Carl was doing. It was, you put these F... They were saying affidavits. But what you're doing is you're uh, trying to make sure there's no controversy before it goes to trial. You're saying who's the man, you know, I owe debt to. Basically, it's kind of similar, just a little bit more technical. And once it gets in there, well, first of all, you're going to get the judge if they have one, their oath of office. 
and you're going to accept their oath. So when it goes to trial, you know, you get a common law default. And if you don't, you know, there's another procedure. But uh, if a judge has an oath to we the people, that's yeah, what's I, going on. Yeah, I personally, I don't see the point, especially in a situation like that, to be going for the oath office and all that other crap. And I yeah. don't, I don't give a rat's ass about the Constitution and his obligation to the people and all that other. Yeah, when you're in court, when you're standing before some kind of man named judge or magistrate, whatever they call them in traffic court, they might not even have an oath. But the key was to the key was to get it at the clerk of court. You know, they were saying, Okay, who's this who's gonna be handling this? But Let me see if they why, got an oath. Why why do you believe it's relevant if they have an oath? What why it is is what it is if they swear an oath to the people what you people? as one of the, Exactly. That's what that's where I was going. According to their procedure, is uh, if they swear an oath to the Constitution, then they automatically swear an oath to common law procedures. Well, that sounds like a load of crap to me. I don't know what it means. I have no way of finding out if it's true. Yeah. It's nothing to do with me. I don't care if the Boy Scouts have an oath to help old lady across. I don't care. I got yeah, nothing I, to do with their Boy Scouts. I agree. Code. I, don't, I don't care about it. I don't I care about their motto. I don't care about their <laughs> secret handshake. I don't care about the order. You have to get your badges in. I don't care. It was more of I guess, I guess you call it legalese way of doing it, just to get all that, get all the things resolved before you get to trial. It's like one of them was get their uh, financial disclosure, you know, because if if they're going to rule on something, you want to make sure that they're not like funding or in some kind of uh, corporation with the other party, you know. I don't. So it, it was just a it was just basic simple stuff, but I'm I'm not going to go into it. It's all side issues. Yeah. Yeah, I don't care who's making money and why. I don't care who's paying who. I don't care. The fact is, do you have jurisdiction or don't you? Is there a man or woman? Some kind of harm, loss, or injury? Is there a contract? Is there like nothing? That's all I you, care about. The main issues. You guys got nothing. I don't care mean, about the most office. I don't care about any of that other crap. Just where's the man or woman that says I do wrong? I'd like to get your opinion on that. If you get experience or maybe some points. Uh, like I said, I, I do a lot of studying, and Carl is the number one guy because it's simple, but yet. I don't always get it, but uh, like I said, on Bill Thornton's site, there was, you know, he has all sorts of resources, and the one key thing he mentioned is when a prosecutor, a man over there, a city of whatever, is babbling away about something, the key thing is not to just immediately object. You can say something like, uh, you know, like, like, play the defendant until the end. And uh, like Carl mentioned, to say, okay, uh, I'm waiting for the plaintiff to come forth so I can compensate them. But the key thing is not to stand up like a Dean Clifford and say, I just object to everything and blah, 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 because what they're saying factually may be true. But you may not be liable for it. Yeah, I don't know what they're saying. I don't speak Chinese when he's done speaking. 
if somebody asks me a question, I'll just ask, is that the man that says I do wrong? Is, oh. he the man, is, is that the man that's accusing me? That's what it was. It was the show me the law people that you're over there talking, and the law is whatever the prosecutor's talking. That's to, he was saying that's, that's the law before the court. And uh, you, uh, you know, that people say, show me the law. Well, that doesn't you know, make sense that that's the, what's the law before the court. Yeah, and that's why some judges, I think, say the Constitution doesn't apply because it's whatever, who's making a claim is what you want to do. Like if you're to defend it or, or if you accept the title to defend it, the key thing is to who's making the claim. They got a bunch, you know, like like when he, Carl said Bali was in court and the, the crown was just babbling away, calling them names. Don't make a move. And it's last minute who's making the claim or whatever, you know, whatever you can do. Because they get a lot of good stuff they might believe is true. But you want to know who's making the claim. So that you can compensate that man. And if there's no matter before the court, you know, there's nothing to, you know. What is that like equity? You have it, it exhausted all. You have exhausted the remedy before trial. I don't know what else means. I, there's I, nothing to rule on. I, yeah, I don't know what the rules are, but uh, even the Bible acknowledges that I have the right to settle with my brother in private. I don't know if. Uh, if you feel that I, if you believe that I ran over your mailbox, that's fine. I have a chance to buy you a new mailbox or have somebody fix the one I knocked over or settling with you in private. I don't have to go to a public venue. I don't have to go to court. If I run over your mailbox, I haven't done anything wrong unless I've done it on purpose. If I did it intentionally, if I accidentally hit your mailbox, it's a mistake. And I have every right to fix my mistake. Not only, not only do I have a right, I have a superseding duty and obligation to compensate for any harm I've done. Any harm, loss, or injury to my fellow man, I have a duty and an obligation to compensate him. The sad part about it is these policy enforcers, when they come out with their little complaint forms, they think a remedy to compensate the people is what they write up in their, you know, complaint forms. And that's, it's like, okay, you remember that guy? I don't know if you listen to Angela's show when Gus was on talking about his victory in court, some guy had like three charges in Virginia, West Virginia. He was assaulted a cop that came out to his house, whatever his woman was having a problem. And well, he, uh, he wrote a letter to the sheriff or whatever. And, they sent it back to him said, oh, no, you don't owe us anything. This is paid for by the taxpayer, and there's no harm, injury, or loss. And that's, a guy guess, that, uh, that's a guy that Carl was helping. Yeah. The domestic, uh, domestic violence yeah. thing. Yeah, so, he, so he's, he, he settled the matter with his brother, you know. So there was nothing to rule on when he got to court. There was no harm, injury, or loss. Well, that's what makes me laugh, because I hear people all the time saying, oh, letters don't work. All my letters get ignored, blah, blah, blah. I don't know why they think that. I get answers to some of my letters. It depends if I'm... Sometimes I don't care if I get an answer or not. If I actually expect an answer, a lot of times I get it. 
a lot of the people I help do get responses. So I don't know why everybody's saying it doesn't work. I don't know what letters they're writing to who, but is it okay to keep it? Is it okay to keep it one page, maybe three paragraphs to explain yourself? Uh, three paragraphs is ridiculous to me. I write small sentences. Small paragraphs. I write three sentences. I just recently wrote a uh, a man called Major, but I addressed him by name because one of his. Uh, subordinates thought uh, he had the right to just interfere with my right to travel the other day and uh, I haven't received a letter back but I'm sure I will. I was just asking him about their you know what what gives his uh, subordinate the right to uh, interfere with my right to travel. There's no emergency and you know it's a typical routine we hear. So uh, I was very respectful. About three small paragraphs one page. Yeah, I don't know. Just from the little bit I heard, I think it's a terrible letter for the Carl. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, you know, it's hard to go off. Like I said, Carl's all over the place. It's hard to each. Sometimes the simple stuff, the three letter stuff, the three uh, sentence stuff, is only good for uh, certain things, in my opinion. You know, if you're writing a grandma, you know. That's your your granny. Opinion, but I, my my opinion is 180 degrees opposite of that. But if you're writing a grandma, wouldn't you want to you know explain yourself a little bit? Nope. Well, it depends too. What is the letter about? If I don't have a beef with grandma, what? I'm not settling any kind of dispute. I don't have to keep it short. Hmm. How do you write a short letter explaining how your three-week vacation's been so far? It depends on what you're doing. If you're trying to settle a matter, keep it short and to the point. If you're just shooting the shit, you're just shooting the shit. But if you actually got something to deal with, stick to the point. If I was Very making a, if I was making a claim, I would probably keep it short. It was just like man to man, when you're subordinate, you know, did this and what gives them the right and. You know, I, mean, you know what? Yeah. I got I got important shit to do. Why do I want to write three paragraphs? Two lines says everything I got to say. Let's say you got a uh, set a complaint form for maybe you didn't want to use your turn signal that day, but nobody was harmed. Can you give like a a brief verbal example of maybe something you would jot down to um, maybe the the captain or whoever? What, what course of action would you, you know, you, would you think about? For for what? What's this? What's the scenario? Somebody writes you a complaint. One of these uh, cops or policy enforcers. They write a complaint form. The violation is let's say a hundred dollars. You know, before it even goes to court, before you even do anything, would you write to any captains? Anything? I didn't get any. I didn't get anything from any captain. I got something from a man. That that man, yes, but that man hides behind, you know, badge numbers. You don't always know who they are. So you want to start off in the statutory system right from the very beginning. You don't want to see. You don't want to deal with your brother in private. You want to go for his statutory boss. Straight, straight for his statutory boss's throat. Okay. Right? 
a man gave you something, deal with the man, man to man. Simple letter. How do you, uh, how would, have you have any examples of this? Because you're, let's say you're on the side of the road. You're nervous. You you don't know what's going on. This is what drives guys like Carl and me and Gus crazy. It's every week. It's traffic this, traffic that, traffic. Traffic is the easiest, simplest thing to do. It's been done to death. If you've been listening to any of Carl's early episodes, you're going to know how to deal with traffic stuff. Like mm-hmm. just repeating all this ridiculous traffic. Like I, I probably did traffic stuff already this week. And I think yeah. I did it like crazy last week. And I do it every day. Well, not every day on Skype anymore because I'm sick of it. But Did you discuss the uh, taking the order part? I don't even bother taking orders. I'll I'll take an order, whatever. I don't know. I don't. Take your freaking ticket, go home and deal with it by letter. It's the same as anything. It all starts with a letter. I don't know. A man gives you a present right back to that man. Accept this present and say what you got to say very short and to the point. Yes. I'm, I'm kind of asking what... this. I'm kind of asking this in a way for anyone that might be listening that doesn't know because, you know, the uh, man... If they don't know, it's because they didn't listen to my last calls. They didn't listen to Gus's last calls. They didn't listen to Carl's last calls. If they don't know how to deal with a traffic ticket by now, it's because they didn't listen to the calls. The man known as officer will often hide behind the numbers on the... uh, complaint form. You know, it's not always easy to get. I didn't see him hiding behind anything. I saw the man's face. He got out of his car. He walked up to my car. I stood there face to face to the man. I didn't see him hiding behind a number. I saw a man. I spoke to a man. Yes. The man handed me something, man to man, hand to hand. He handed me a present. He's my fellow man. Yeah, he had a costume on. He had a car with blinky lights on it. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, he had a gun on his belt. He had pepper spray. I get it. It was a man in that costume. I saw the man. I spoke to the man. There was somebody else on the call. I was waiting if they wanted to come in. I didn't want to. Tie up the call. But you talk about you talk about people listening to the calls. Uh, uh, if if anyone's like me, I, I have a you know I have unlimited data, but the phone the phone uh, like four hundred minutes. So listening live is sometimes rough, and uh, the data issues. You know you don't know who's where finding it on talk show and whatnot or when the calls are going to be again because I know Carl had a show uh, last month or so but it didn't post and I think he was on Angela's show a couple of weeks ago saying he was going to do a show but never did so it's so sometimes hard to listen especially when you don't know what the subject matter is about uh, I would be uh, listening to Carl's early shows or listen to the better yet Start with uh, Angela's call, episode 181, 
or no, 187 was the first episode Carl was on, on Angela's call. And I would listen to every call where Carl was on Angela's call. If you listened to all the times, all the episodes that Carl was on Angela's call, you would have probably half of the answers at least. And then you start listening to Carl's calls right from episode one all the way through. You'll have everything you'll ever need. It's just a matter of putting the pieces together, being the big picture. Yeah, he seems to be more uh, what I call tamed on Angela's show. He's uh, a little fired up lately. But on his own show, sometimes, you know, you get a little... Whomever, and it could be all over the place. Yeah, and... uh, Somebody's shaving. On Angela's show, he's uh, a little more focused, a little more... uh, a little more on point. A little more polite and patient on Angela's call, too. He got, uh, I'd like to apologize on uh, air, if you will. On the last show he was on Angela, with Angela, uh, I upset him a little bit because <laughs> on, a, on a previous show, he had mentioned with Carl Miller that uh, something like the Fed is really only good for a uh, monetary system and uh, protecting the borders. And I asked him about that on that last show, and uh, it didn't go very well. I was asking him if uh, if the Border Patrol is in charge of the borders, and uh, isn't the president in charge of the uh, Border Patrol? Wouldn't he be held liable for their uh, dereliction of duty? And uh, apparently he thought I was against Mexicans. Misunderstanding. Yeah, I don't know. I don't really know who's in charge of the Border Patrol. You know, the way, yeah, he t- way he told it, it was a, you know, president. So. I don't know. Yeah, I forgot. I didn't hear that whole call. I got a, I'm a bunch of calls behind. I have a habit now of uh, missing bits and pieces of the calls and then forgetting to go back and listen. So, Have you heard the uh, one uh, with Gus on uh, when he uh, talked about his uh, arrest? Um, I've heard Gus talk about that arrest a couple of times, but I actually forgot. Mark sent me, uh, Mark sent me a link to the recording, the last recording, I guess. Gus I was think it's, court. yeah, I think it's now on top of page two on Angela's show. And also Gus had like a nine minute, uh, on the uh, word nerds. There's a, what is that here? Uh, bell hearing. That was good stuff, man. But uh, Angela's show on page two at the top, when uh, Gus and him and uh, Carl uh, and Dean Clifford was on, that is a hot show, buddy. That is that is a great show. It's very informative. It's packed. It's also on uh, Gus's YouTube. Yeah, I still uh, I totally forgot about that again. I still haven't heard that one. Oh, you got to hear it. I mean, he was in court. Yeah, who's who's the man? I invoked a common law and. Who's saying I do wrong? And then they, it was beautiful. Because I'm, uh, I'm, I've been a little bit out of the loop lately, and I knew Gus posted an audio, but I didn't realize that there was another one. And I thought, oh yeah, yeah, I heard that already, but I didn't hear the one that was just recently posted. Oh. So I, I didn't hear it for a long time, and then I forgot. Mark just sent me the link the other day. I forgot to go look, listen. 
Hey, my wish is... Go ahead. Mike? Yep. So, uh, how about um, this deal with LM uh, and uh, sending a, a letter to the clerk? Were you able to talk about that a little bit? Is that Vitals? This is Vital. Yeah, the one that just got done speaking. Are you vital, vital rights? Vital, yes. Vital. Oh, I apologize. Yeah, I've sure. had it with you on the on the board a few times. Who are you? I'm Roddy K. Uh, name is Joseph. And I'm the uh, turd that asked Carl if he wanted to bring your uh, controversy into the public forum. Uh, <laughs> last time he was on Angela's show. Yeah, we ended up going on there, meeting up with him, and uh, straightened it out somewhat. Yeah, I won't. I won't, I won't that that shows business. I'll keep it private. But I just thought, hey, let's do it. I like a good controversy, you know. Yeah, we all do. But uh, you know, it's a good thing that we kind of started working on resolving it. Yeah, I don't get to watch Monday Night Raw tonight, so uh, you know, a good battle would be good. Uh, you're uh, where are you? Oklahoma. Okay. All right. All right. Good hearing you. So, Mike. Yep. So um, I uh, I texted you the the picture of the notice of warrant, and uh, we talked uh, we chatted a little bit on the Skype room about it, um, and I believe uh, from what Carl said about writing a letter to the judge or the clerk before was the was the judge. But now that we have something from the clerk, maybe the letter should go to the clerk. Um, and uh, basically um, requiring the order that initiated the warrant, the signed order from the judge. And what Carl talked about was uh, indemnification, the bond. Well, should we... Talk about this maybe tomorrow or tonight. Uh, yeah, tonight. Uh, because uh, you know, want to send this in ASAP. We can do it now if there's nobody else. If you know, if nobody else has got anything to say, if somebody else got some pressing thing, then bring them on. That's fine. I just, I'm not sure if we should talk about this on the air or not. All right. Yeah, I hear you. Maybe we'll go on a private uh, uh, executive session. I don't know if that sounds good or not. <laughs> and then we'll come out. We'll come out just to uh, to adjourn. <laughs> you mean one of those private calls where I find out that there's twelve people on the board? On the Skype, uh, did you say your name was Mike? Yeah. I might have sent you one of those Skype requests. I'm not. I'm not very Skype familiar, but are you in any of the Skype rooms right now? I have no clue how. I just got Windows 10 on my little computer, and I did the Skype. Tried to scout thing. I don't even know if my, my microphone will work on it, but uh, I'll search people and uh, hit the 
like a friend request and uh, and nothing. I don't even know if I'm doing it right. Do you have a recent tab? I don't even know what that means. A tab on the upper left-hand side, there'll be a column, and there'll be a tab for recent. I don't even remember what the other tabs are, but if you click on the recent tab, it'll tell you all the last messages that were sent to you. I have to check that out. Um, I think the common law uh, that I searched for has a picture up, and it's, it's, is it something a dirty word or a bird? Or a flip, a flip, I can't remember what it is. Um, what is your Skype name in that room? Uh, I just I'm on Skype, and it's under R O D D Y K five, I think. But you do uh, on my system because this is all new to me. I, I, I just joined Twitter a few months ago for God's sake. But uh, when you do that self check, apparently my audio system isn't uh, it's not picking up my uh, computer's audio like a microphone. Well, you only need a microphone if you're if you're doing like a Skype call or something. Even then, if you have a microphone on your computer, you won't need a headset. But so you can uh, see video and do chat. Well, Skype is is chat. You can send links to videos and and links to audios and stuff. You can um, copy and paste files and post photos and stuff. So what would I be doing? Uh, just the video, uh, just the uh, video and uh, instant message. Not even video. You don't need a webcam or anything. Oh, I, sw- I swear I thought Skype was that audio video. I don't see you in the common law room. How do you join? Yeah, I went to the search engine. I typed in everything I could think of, and you sent like a request. What What do you do? Like, what's what's your Skype name to to search? I think Mike Miller or Common Law. I'm not sure which which way it'll show up for you. Okay. But I I'm I just looked in the Common Law room. I didn't see you in there. Yeah, you're saying room. I don't even know what that is. I just look for names and hit send. And... Like, how do you how do you join a room? Uh, somebody invites you. But no. I I would have to find your name to invite you. Let's see. Roddy, R-O-D-D-Y-K-5. Or just look for me, Vital Rights, and uh, send me a request, and then I can pass you on to Mike. Do you have the underscore between your name? No, just space. Vital, one word, space, rights. Yep. And no underscore, REI? This is space. Okay. Works for me. Daddy. 
It's supposed so, to hurt. Someone's hollering for daddy. Hey, uh, Vito, you, you know you sound almost exactly like Carl sometimes. Where'd he go? Who, we call? Yeah. When I hear him on the show, he sounds exactly like Carl. If he goes long enough, you can hear the accent. But uh, yeah, he, when he's slow and quiet, he's like, oh my God, Carl's, Carl's pretending to be somebody else. Hey, Mike. Yep. It got quiet. Um, I had emailed Angela about forming a group on the show. Where she probably doesn't care. She's got, you know, her son and things to do. So she got more important things to listen to me. But I'd really like to get some of these. Uh, Carl. Uh, Carl Lentz, maybe Carl Miller, a little bit of Carl Miller, because he gets too fast sometimes. Uh, the Ticket Slayer guy, um, maybe even Mark Stevens, and uh, put our heads together and discuss some of these topics on a show. Because uh, if you listen to any uh, YouTube videos from I'm a Free Man, I believe his name's Andy. I was discussing it with him. And his opinion, which I didn't look into much, is so, you know, for some things Carl's stuff works and when you get to this point, Mark's, you know, that was his his take on it. But I think a meeting of the minds would be a a great show. Well, I don't know what really there is to discuss. I mean, Carl's pretty much got it all nailed down. If you can't figure out what Carl's saying, I don't know why talking to somebody more complicated or somebody more illegalese is really going to make a huge difference. It may be to get something like Dean Clifford admitted. Like, you've been out of the loop, you said, for a while, but Dean Clifford was on uh, when Carl was on last uh, Angela's show. And he took everything that he's talked about and all these people with the equity and blah, 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 and he said, thank God, it's so simple now because Carl's, you know, somebody's one of Carl's friends or whatever, has been sending him stuff. And he goes, even Dean Clifford admitted, I do not have to do that crap anymore. It's such a such a load off. Well, he so, is doing that crap again. Yeah, I bet, I bet he is because he's a hothead. But, uh, you know, a meeting of the minds would, you know, like for somebody who believes in Dean Clifford or uh, whomever, to get together and simplify it, you know, do it, do it, you know, whatever. And, and it, it, you can't explain it 
what you might know or I might know to people. But if they see, if if they're doing what they do and apply Carl's little technique to it, they might be able to see it better. Uh One document and then arrow to the right. By the way, what do you get on Big Clifford? The right, plus the arrow to the right for Carl. I saw Dean's, I think it's his latest video, and he was fired up, just got back in from a job, and what's it called? The beginning is here or something? What's over there? That's fine. Uh, Canada. Uh, there's not much paper here. I think Vito's talking to a family member. Oh, sorry. I thought I was muted. Oh, no. I was asking what do you know about Dean lately? Mike, on, uh, on one of uh, Dean's videos, he helps his friend in court get his property back, and Carl was commenting on that. You know, I think, you know, you're welcome for, uh, you know, whatever, like he took it from Carl, how to do it. I'm just wondering if anybody ever found out what what was going on with this property. Have you seen that YouTube video? Yeah, I saw the video. I, uh, yeah, I don't know. There was, uh, a few things he could have done better, but I think he did pretty good. Just wondering what the property was. Yeah, Is there any really... clarification? Yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure if anybody else knows. I'm just wondering if he did like a, like a, you know, here's, you know, you've got my property, you know, you got a default judgment or whatever, and, then went in with it. Uh, it it'd just be nice some specifics. Yeah, I know. He probably just said I require the return of my property. I wonder if a guy in Atlanta tried that with his... What did he have? Marijuana? <laughs> What was that noise? Somebody got an alarm going off? It's Illuminati. Is Mike cooking heard, again? I heard that when I was listening to the uh, live show while I go on the internet. And maybe somebody's shaving. Sounded like some kind of alien death ray. It's Illuminati. Saturn. On my uh, iPhone, uh, I've got a Safari. Go ahead, Mike. No, go ahead. Oh, I was saying on my Safari on my phone when I type in talkshoe.com, 
it pops up an option for like an app, but there's no app for TalkShoe. It's just like a, you know, it's just their own internet app when you access TalkShoe.com. And you can listen to live shows, and I was hearing that, and I thought it was just some generator nearby or something. Like some RF radiation or something. But it, apparently it's buzzing on somebody's end. I think I heard Joe. Um, what's it? Is it Joe and Nancy? Those a couple that does that uh, TV, uh, private TV thing. Oh, an Angela's call. Yeah, Joe, the, the the marijuana people I call them. Yeah, they're from uh, New York, Woodstock, New York, I think. Yeah, I swear Joe called Michael Savage uh, yesterday, and he's hard. You know, Joe uh, Joe's hard of hearing, and he was. When Michael picks up the phone and says hello, whatever, from so-and-so, and he goes, hello? And Michael Savage will hang up on him because, like, look, <laughs> you know, I'm here, you know, just talk. The poor guy can't hear very well. But it's good for people, uh, you know, that may be aware of stuff we're aware of to uh, try to get it on national shows. If that if that was Joe and it's what he was calling about, all right. How about talking about some common law and some people that need help? Yes. Where's Cheyenne to keep the call on or, or Aquila? Keep the call on the straight and narrow. That might be why Carl's kind of quiet lately. Aquila, you know, they started dating. You know, she was kind of friendly with him there for a little bit. <laughs> Man, that's terrible. The place he lived up in the hills, you know, you couldn't go up there because some dude with a banjo would start playing, you know. It's one of those areas where we don't take Cali to your kind, you know. Even I'd be afraid to go up there. Like a deliverance movie or something. But this is what Carl said, you know, so the the people he was staying with, they just uh, didn't like who we, you know, who was coming up there, so he was talking about moving and whatnot. I actually thought he was on the road and I was gonna meet him. I think he's heading out to California, wherever he was talking about, but and a message the other day said he was uh, dealing with mud and rain. I don't know if that's in Virginia or where. I don't have a lot of experience on this. And this is my first time hearing you, uh, Mike. You've got... You've got good, some, you know, I guess good success, I guess, doing what you talk about. Sorry, I was muted. Were you talking to me? Yeah, you're the host, Mike, right? Yeah. Yeah, I was saying I don't have a lot of experience in this, like what you call common law or the techniques you, you know, mentioned. 
So I'm saying, I guess you've had a lot of good success, or whatever you call it. Um, not me personally. I haven't. Uh, I haven't had any. Like I don't. I don't have a car. I don't drive, and I haven't. I haven't had any criminal matters. So no traffic issues, no criminal, civil, nothing against me. So uh, I've just been helping other people, but other people have been having little bits of success here and there. started listening to uh, some Carl stuff long ago because uh, we were on the uh, Lost Horizons uh, forum before it closed, of course, and a, crane, a guy named Crane Man told me about Carl. And so I briefly listened, and uh, somebody was making a, like a, I call it a claim that I owed a debt that I didn't owe, and they sent it to a debt collector. And uh, from what I listened to Carl, I just wrote back, you know, who's the man or woman, you know, making the claim, have them sign it so I can, you know, review it. And that was over two years ago. Never heard from him again. So I, I guess. You know, for me, it's beautiful. Plus, when you listen to it, uh, Mike and Vital, the the key thing for me is listening to a lot of Carl stuff, you feel calm. Um, Because, you know, when you see letters, like Carl mentions, there's nobody attacking you. Nobody's coming for you. It's just a letter. Did anybody sign it? Let's say let's say it's you know people have problems with the uh, IRS. Uh, is there somebody named IRS uh, you know you know showing up at your door, or, you know beating you beating you up? Just a bunch of presumptions, you know. So the uh, you know it helps it helps relax you when you know there's no there's no man the man the man is not after you you know. Like, ooh, you got a letter. Ooh, big deal. Ooh. When they show up with the cuffs, there is a man after you. If you guys have it, there's a sheriff, uh, maybe it was New Mexico, uh, where two uh, Internal Revenue uh, agents showed up with a sheriff. I guess it was to uh, possess the house or whatever the deal was. And the sheriff asked the uh, two agents to see the uh, court order signed by a judge. And the only two names are on it were their names. And he says, uh, there's no due process here, so uh, there's nothing we can enforce. And uh, the sheriff stopped it uh, cold right in their tracks. So a lot of these sheriffs are uh, well-knowledged in the... Uh, due process and uh, you know what's going on tell them the feds hey you want to do anything in my county this is how we do it if they're not infiltrated you know some sheriffs have actually stepped up and uh, told the federal uh, the feds to stay out of their county, which is the way it should be. Yeah, the constitutional sheriffs, oath keepers, and 
all the good stuff going around. Wonder whatever happened to uh what's that guy's name? I listen to a lot of shows, so if I'm all over the place, I apologize. K K W the guy that was hung up on the birth certificate and the declaratory judgment. Yeah, what's going on with him? Did he get did he get his uh settlement? Don't know if he was. I don't remember if he was looking for settlement, but he was getting a dick with a DJ. Sorry hey, he had a dick. settlement. He had a settlement uh, done uh, administratively with uh, with uh, some government entity, and uh, he signed. A, uh, he was signing a non-disclosure agreement. This was uh, November last year. So I haven't heard anything. Yeah, I think even Angela mentioned he, he's kind of private and he disappears like uh, Dean Clifford does sometimes. Well, if he signed uh, a settlement agreement, uh, non-disclosure, then I guess he can't be talking about it. What was he looking for? Like a opinion from a judge that his birth certificate is a legal fiction and one of those people that if you have a problem with a legal fiction, you, you could put the birth certificate on the stand or something? No, it was different than that. But the, this call is not for that. I can talk to you about it some other time. Yeah. One o'clock in the morning. Dang, it's midnight here. Midnight? Yeah, Oklahoma is a there's no way that it's midnight at this time. Let's see, one o'clock. Ten thirty Eastern here. For some reason, every talks you call, I listen to. I think they're in Virginia because I've been listening to Carl for a while. Yeah, we're in Virginia. Yeah. There's one show on the weekend from Los Angeles I just can't follow. Uh, anybody else want to step in there and say something, do something? He could ramble on enough. How many people on the call, Mike? I don't know. I can't see them through my phone. <laughs> me neither. Let me go on the chat and see. Where's little Bill running the board? Yeah, it was little Larry. That's big Larry to you. <laughs> Larry doesn't waste his time coming on my calls. We have Don't seven. Me. We have Go seven ahead. on the phones. That's including you, Mike. Is that Angela? Seven people on the phone and nobody else is talking? Three, four, five, six, seven. Nobody yeah, wants to talk to me because I mean. There's eight. Eight. Uh, eight on the phone. 
Morpheus just said, do I have to come on this call and get it going? Yes, Morpheus, jump on anytime. A woman sounds like she had a cold or, cold or flu there. Is that, is that Angela? No, it's Janine. Janine, huh, Janine? Yeah. Yeah, no, no, it's, um, it's, um, that's not the flu. That's, um, our local football team, the, the Cowboys, have just won their grand final. It's been 20 years in the making since the team started in 1995. Um, and we have the best football player in the world here called Jonathan Thurston. And it was a game clencher and it was actually it's actually being hailed as the best grand final ever. It what was kind of football right, are you talking about? What kind of football are you talking about? Uh, it's NRL. But what is it? Is it soccer you mean? Like football or American football? football? It's, it's it's football. It's it's NRL. What you like, you, uh, yeah. So that's um, that's like rugby league, but yeah. Are you talking about like playing with your feet? Yeah, yeah. You've got to kick it and everything like that. Yeah, yeah. And are you saying that you have the best football player in the world there? Yes, his name is Jonathan Thurston, and if you Does Google wanna... Jonathan. He's uh, Jonathan Thurston. He's actually he's actually classed as the world's best national rugby league football player in the world. Oh, you're talking about rugby? No, <laughs> it's it's actually football. Vital, you dropping a challenge? Is there rugby or is it football where you play with your feet, like they call soccer in America? Okay, it's it's called. It's called it's called the NRL, okay, which stands for the National Rugby League. So it's rugby. Well, like, <laughs> well, they're not the Wallabies, you know. I mean, I class I class um, the Wallabies as the rugby. We all know yeah. Tim Tebow is the best. You have to, yeah. Just if you Google NRL or you just Google um, Jonathan Thurston, okay. But, uh, and, where's he? Hey, Mike, where you, you where you uh, what? Janine, are you in the states here? No, no, I'm in Australia. Australia. Yeah. I love Australia. <laughs> yeah. I've so, never been there. But Gene Hackman made it sound good, Superman too. No, well, you know that's that's it, and then you'll see um, Jonathan Thurston. But if you Google, are you on the are you on the chat board? Peter. Yeah. So if you Google that name, Jonathan Thurston, and go right, and you sort of go three quarters down the way. It says I'm not really a fan of rugby, so I don't even know anything about the game. Yeah, we, uh, I'll see if I can get look. I'll see if I can put up on the board the last. You know, I mean, these guys. Um, one of the guys he ran over to score a try in the 80th minute. The 80th minute, right on the knocker. You know, the other side was winning. You know, and. And um, it's never happened before, two Queensland teams as Australia's world best. 
and um, you know, and then and then it's just it's just true true just sheer luck and coincidence. Uh, John and Jonathan missed the conversion because he's been that they really took him out the other week. Um, Storm played really dirty and really hammered him. Um, you know, but right right in the fifth tackle, you know, he just kicked it kicked it kicked the ball over the goalpost and just won by one point in a Golden Boots playoff. It was just they they class it as the best um, football game ever. You know, here in in um, in uh, in Australia. Why are you keep you know, calling it football when it's not football? <laughs> well, Easy. Well, I mean, those people yeah. grab each other's butts. They grab the ball. They roll around with the ball <laughs> in their arms. They, they kick it once in a while. It's not football. It's indoor arena. It's rugby. I think you're yeah. just trying to explain it in a way we can understand it here and. You know, America, yes. No, it's known as rugby all over the world. No. But soccer, no, soccer is called football. Wallab- yeah, I know. It's classed as rugby, okay? But the real rugby play, that's the Wallabies. Let's go into common law, Vito. What, what does it mean to you? <laughs> Let's argue about the difference between ping pong and table tennis. Yeah. It's just different rules, okay? You still got this. You, you still got the same sort of ball. It's just different rules. You know, yeah, you've I, got the a, you've got the ARL, you've got the NFL, you've got I, then you've got then you've got the um then you've got I the rugby, football, soccer, or rugby. And this isn't a sports update show. No, no, sorry, no, no, sorry, but anyway, uh, bottom line. That's that's why I've got the voice because I've almost lost it through screaming so hard. Janine, were you close to where that fifteen-year-old uh, uh, evil doer shot the sheriff? I guess. Um, that happened in Sydney. Uh, that's about uh, fifteen hundred kilometres away, or like a thousand odd miles. Yeah, hey, they Was it Sydney? Yeah. Was it Sydney? It happened right after the uh, president here was bragging about gun control in Australia. Yeah, but yeah, but the thing with the thing with gun control is we have gun control because after after what after Port Arthur, you know they took all the guns off people. Now the only people who have guns are the bad guys. We've got nothing to defend ourselves with, you know. So what if you call it your property? What's that? What if you call it your property? Isn't Australia a common law land? I know Carl helped some some guy with a. With a revenue yes. situation, and gave him a hat. Yeah, no, hey, no, I think we can do. Talk about shut the sheriff. Somebody wrote a song about that years ago. They predicted it. Yeah, it's a, it's it's, it's a Illuminati. It's a, what is it? Marley? Marley? No. I shot the sheriff, but yeah, I did no. not shoot the oh. deputy. Yeah, Bob Marley sung it. Uh, Eric Clapton sung it. There's an old rumor about Australia being where all the criminals were sent. Like we have here in America, we should send everybody to Alaska. Oh, really? I'm not sure. Is that true? The you know Australia was where all the yeah. Well, that's where they sent all the convicts, didn't they? You know, um, and then you know, I, I and then we had. Um, 
And then the people rebelled against the government here in the big Eureka stockade, what was called the Eureka stockade. And um, yeah, we need another one, but a lawful one, you know, through the through the law system. Australia. I think, I think gun control is good. So you don't both shoot hands. anybody or yourself. Use both hands. Yeah. What's or, that? Or, what, or, you, or one good you, hand. You believe, what, you believe gun control is good? Yeah. If you don't control your gun, you could shoot yourself in the foot. Use both hands. Yeah. Yeah. You got to control your gun. That's that's it. You've got to be responsible. Hey, Vito. For your, for your property. We were talking about KW earlier, and I'm thinking of Australia. I don't want to get off topic, but some guy called in on that show. Well, get off topic. We've been off topic for about half an hour. Well, this Sorry. is on topic. This is on topic, a little bit to the side. But he was talking about geocentricity, how the Earth may be actually stationary, and the universe goes around the spins, but the Earth is stationary. There's rotation. It's just the other way around. Well, some people some people believe in the flat Earth. <laughs> See, it all depends how your perspective is. Like, uh, I used to do this with uh, with friends uh, on a three lane road when the light was red. We would both put put up pull up one beside the on the right side of the car, the other one on the left, and then we start put the cars in reverse and start rolling backwards. <laughs> yeah, you were slamming on the brakes. Oh my god! <laughs> Why is my car rolling forward? You did a good job communicating it. You did it. Uh, he probably, it probably happened to him. He's probably the guy that was in the middle one time. Geocentricity is what it's called. There's rotation. It's just not what we think it is. I have a tough enough time with the geodome. How about, like, geo, how about geo common law? Geo common yeah, law. Well, well, that was what he was talking about. How God, you know, man has rights. God created the earth. And, all this statutory stuff is really to suppress the uh, common law truth. I think it's for money. God created man. There's no respecter of persons because God didn't create persons. Okay. Yeah, money is a debt instrument, though, so that's the way they control people. Who's 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 that? That's Trinsic. Oh, what, what do you believe, uh, if you talk about money being a dead instrument to control people, I think you might be basing that on some kind of lawful money idea. Is that what you're doing? No, I was just thinking, um, since it's a debt-based currency and it's not really backed by anything, it's really... It really the the interest or the value of the currency doesn't really go to the people. It goes to the people that are controlling the but who, currency. But who? Right? But who I well, ask who's, who's dead is it? First of all, you started talking about money, and then out of nowhere you flipped to currency. There is a difference, but I'm not prepared to talk about fiat currency and gold fringe flags and all that other crap on this call. Money is anything of value. Yeah, it's just an IOU. Yes, that both parties agree that has value. I don't care right. if it's coffee beans. I don't care if it's dog crap. If two people believe it, it's worth something, it's worth something. 
when I hear these talk show hosts talk about the national debt and every American owes so much money, I'm like, hey, it's not my debt. I don't owe anybody a freaking thing. They created the debt. It's their problem. Yeah. National uh, debt, my butt. Two words. What debt? What debt? There you go. If, if I hand you five bucks and you say, well, it's really worth a dollar, yeah, you know, whatever. It's five bucks. It's five bucks. Yep. Like, if I compensate you for whatever you're asking, it's settled. You know, there's no value. We don't, we're not bankers. I was watching a court show, one of those common law courts he was talking about, like Judge Joe Brown or whatever. And some dude said, yeah, they owe me $100 plus interest. And he goes, are you a banker all of a sudden here? Tell you well, what they I, owe you, and that's I it. still think that has side effects, though. But since it's um, my call, I'm not going to go into it, so. I don't know. It makes no difference to me if I if I tell somebody I'm gonna cut their grass for ten bucks. I cut their grass. They give me ten bucks. We made a deal. I got what I was supposed to get. I was compensated for my time. So I gave him money in the form of labor. He gave me money in the form of U.S. dollars or whatever. We agreed that the ten dollar bill was worth the cutting of the grass. It's an even medium of exchange. There was a meeting of the minds. We came to an agreement. I cut the grass. I got the 10 bucks. Magically, when I take the 10 bucks to the grocery store, I get 10 bucks worth of food. So obviously, the grocery store is operating under the same full faith and credit that that 10 bucks is worth 10 bucks. No inflation argument with the cash with the cash register lady. It's ten bucks. It's ten bucks. It's ten bucks. If you don't agree, it's worth ten bucks. Don't work for it. Hey, Mike. Yeah. That's the ten foot level, though, dude. There's, there's what? multiple levels. No, there is. Man, there is. Yeah, there is. Absolutely. How many levels is, how many levels That's is just there? Ten to foot this? level. Hey, listen, there's ten foot, hundred foot, thousand. Listen, listen. Levels to this. Listen, so. listen to this level. I give my neighbor. An eight quart you just, just explain that to me. I understand that. I, I totally understand what you're talking about. Don't, don't interrupt me. Okay. I'm going to go. Neighbor, don't interrupt me. If I give my neighbor an eight quart basket of corn and he gives me an eight quart basket of tomatoes, there is no deeper level to that. If you believe there's 10 feet, a million feet, 100,000 layers to this, God bless you. There's not. Unless you choose it to be. If you want a contract with ridiculousness, that's your option. Sometimes I do, sometimes I don't, but I choose. But I'm not talking about all that bullshit on this call. You can talk about the Federal Reserve, the fiat currency, all you want somewhere else. I'm not interested. Mike? Yep. Yeah, Trinzik hung up. I hope he wasn't trying to interject some kind of like discourse like you were talking about the gold fringe and the flag but uh when i've heard carl talk about debt it's really like you owe you've done what is that forgive us our trespasses you know it's a biblical term forgive us our debt debt is the uh the wrong or whatever so if yeah you you can in the common law you can control somebody if they owe you debt you have a jurisdiction over them. But uh, if you're going to know that fiat stuff, yeah, that was just way off. 
Uh, one, there's one guy. Every time, you, every every time you discuss a, a matter with some of these people, they go into lawful money, redeemed, and blah blah blah. Well, I just quit. Let's say I make a deal with Walmart where I'm going to get a big screen TV and I'm going to pay a hundred dollars a month until it's paid off. I'm going to give them their money. And yeah. if I agree to a certain amount of interest, I'm going to give them the interest on top of the money because that's my word. I don't give a shit if they're a rock or a mailbox. I don't care if it's the tooth fairy or Santa Claus. If I gave my word to a fiction, I gave my word to a fiction, I'll pay the debt. It's that simple. If something happens and I can't afford to pay $100 a month, I'll give the tooth fairy $10 a month until I get back where I can afford $100 a month. And Some if of these during guys. the time I hit the jackpot and I win a million dollars, I'll give them all the money I owe them, all of it. All so of it, many all people. Because, so, go ahead. because whether they're a fiction or not, I didn't have a TV when I went in, and I did have a TV when I went out. I got something of value, and I gave my word, and hopefully my word has some value unless I devalue my word by being a big fat bullshitter and stiffing Walmart for their TV and stiffing Renaissance for their couch and stiffing Bob for his basket of tomatoes. Cause then my word means nothing and my word is useless. And by my actions, I ruin it for everybody else that wants to get a big screen TV and pay later. So I'm not going to screw Walmart. So Walmart doesn't do the same favor to other people. Oh yeah, don't hit them up with that crap. Oh, you accepted for value and all that blah. It's four hundred dollars, yeah, but here's twenty. The the most I like to get into it is if I signed a promissory note, they that means that they took my word as value. They actually believe me. And I promised them that I was going to pay them, and they paid me because of my promise. So they technically monetized my promise to pay them back. So once I break my promise, the money's gone too because I didn't do what I promised. I promised to produce the money, and I didn't. So to me, it just goes back to your word is your bond, or is it? Is your, those guys, is your word worth something, or you just break your word at the drop of a hat? Those guys listen to the news too much, and they think every time they hear national debt that it applies to them man to man. When it's just what their what their corporations are doing, what how America trades with Russia, blah blah blah. It does it shouldn't affect you. But what these statutory people try to do is take that debt that they created and apply it to you, and you'll often see that little word taxpayer. Oh, you're the taxpayer, really? Well, okay. Uh, let me let me think about this. It's like it's like with everything a statutory matter that's discussed. You got a bunch of legalese occupying your local public courts, trying to include you in their statutory world. So they send these little words like taxpayer. You're the taxpayer. Really? No, no, hold well, on. No, 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 you're not quite correct. You under penalty of perjury, told them that you are a taxpayer. So they're not just calling you one. You told them you are one. 
now they're now they're responding to you or interacting with you as taxpayer. Yes, I would just use that in general, like uh, when you hear about the national debt, how they say it's the taxpayer yeah, has to pay it. You know, this is one thing that annoys me though: is everybody says they are doing this to me. No, yeah. you did this to you, and now you're crying about it because you did it wrong. So there's a big difference. I'm getting. I'm getting sick of people putting it that the IRS is doing all this completely on their own out of the blue because that's not quite how it happened. I don't know. I notice a lot of people, they want to shift the blame. They want to make excuses. They want to call other people names. They want to all kinds of other stuff instead of taking the blame squarely on their own shoulders where it belongs. Some people volunteer it for you, like if let's say you want to pay me to do something and you don't know the, uh, you know, you don't know we have a private agreement, and you include those government forms and report what you're paying me. Sometimes you can volunteer, you know, people into that. Well, I don't saying, know. Look, did, you, did you go to a government regulation and or a government regulated corporation and beg for a job, a benefit? Nope. They flood these private companies with their forms, though, and sometimes they will ignorantly report your earnings as a, you know, privileged thing. And Hold on, did you just say no? Did I go beg for a... What did you just... How'd you word that? Did you go to a government-regulated corporation and beg for a job, which is a benefit? Well, that's a... To me, that's a double. There's two sides to that. No, there isn't. To me, there is. Because a lot of people don't know their roles, and they think they have to report your private contract. So, in other a, words, you're just trying to avoid saying yes by playing on pe- using people's ignorance as an excuse. Well, it happened in the 40s. And uh, companies like I don't Ford. Care what happened. This is all irrelevant. The question is, did you or did you not go to a government-regulated corporation and beg for a job? It's a yes or no question. You either did or you didn't. There's no when, when, well, they were ignorant, when, when, well, nobody knew, when, when, somebody else. Yeah, I guess it did, yes but no they question. believe they're regulated. The government corporate, you knew that they were regulated by the government. You knew that they follow the codes and the statutes. You knew that you were working for another man or another corporation. You knew all this. You knew that there was going to be taxes. You knew you were going to have to file, you were going to have to sign tax documents. You did all this willingly. Whether you knew what you were doing or not is completely irrelevant. You actually did it all. You swore mm-hmm. under penalty of perjury that you read it and understand it. You big fat liar. <laughs> like they're they're pretty. I I haven't seen the actual document, but I'm guessing it says I have read and I understand the above document, whatever it says. But you probably swore under penalty of perjury that you read it and understood it, and that you are indeed a taxpayer and you'll be a good little taxpayer. And a U.S. citizen. And what's your legal name? 
But see, if somebody asks me, okay, hold on. If I ask somebody else, did you throw a rock through my front window? I don't want to hear about the size of the rock. I don't want to hear about what the neighbor did last week. I don't want to hear about any crap. Did you or did you not throw a rock through my front window? Blah, 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 blah. That's not relevant. Yes or no. That's all I care about. Yes or no. No, I didn't. I threw it through your back window. And they came out the front. Well, there's a confession. (laughs) And you were in North Carolina and you got contempt of court for 30 days. That bank window story. Yeah, which also it's a good example of it, how you act. I can't believe that. Carl got that guy. He was, oh my God, he was free. And then he, then he started smiling. Yeah, being cocky and lazy. It just shows common law is good, you know. The, I can't compensate the state. They have no standing. The insurance company, the bank, you know. The insurance company is one with the laws. And I don't see the insurance company here. And then you then you just blow it. Yes, yeah, I don't know. I guess it's not as easy for some people, but to me, the paperwork is ridiculously easy. It's being able to back up what you put on paper is where a lot of people fail. They they might listen to Carl. They might write down exactly what Carl said word for word, file it properly, whatever. But as soon as they get tested, everything falls apart. So people have to study it. People have to be confident. They have to have a full belief in what they're doing. If it's not second nature, they're going to catch it tripping up. That's what these people do. They weed out the bullshitters. That's what they do all day, every day. They'll ask certain questions and just to watch, see if you start fidgeting, see if you start sweating, see if you start stuttering. They know when you're getting angry. They know when they're getting scared. They know when you're getting sad. They can see the crushing blow when you finally realize that you're going to lose and you're probably going to jail. Was it say it three times? They want to see you say it three times. Yeah, I don't. I don't put any merit in that three times thing. Sometimes they get the message loud and clear immediately. Sometimes you got to tell them twenty times. But if you can't even stick to your guns when they test you three times, good luck. Plus, they're trying to get you to talk to uh, that would totally discredit your uh, your written <clears throat> statement. Well, the burden of proof is on them. Everything yeah. they do, they have to prove. Everything they say on paper, they have to prove. So, what better way to get around that for you to prove that they're right? But they want you to acknowledge the uh, the fiction entity over there, the prosecutor. Yeah, okay. Carl mentions. 
Yeah, get you to make statements you can't prove, get you to defend yourself, get you to argue with their rules, get you to throw a fit and get charged with contempt. Yeah. Anything to get you to sign a piece of paper. So I look straight ahead. Is is there someone, is there a man or woman here making a claim that I can, you know, compensate, whatever, you know, don't, don't even, don't even talk to that person to your left or whoever it may be. I was, uh, speaking of a guest, uh, when the, uh, the man known as officer was, uh, testifying, he didn't even, uh, I think I said he got the cop got pissed because he didn't cross-examine him. He just like kept telling the judge, "Hey, who's who's the man making a claim I do wrong?" Because you know the cop is really just a witness. You know, you know who, who cares? That's their facts. That's their beliefs. Yeah, I don't know what he believes he witnessed. He witnessed himself complaining. <laughs> Yeah, I don't even know that. All I know is there's no man or no man or woman with any claim. Uh, it looks like there's no harm, loss, or injury, no contract. I don't give a rat's ass who this guy is or what he's talking about. Yeah, would you like to cross-examine officer? Yeah, officer, what are you complaining about? What did you witness? Nope. Nope, you just <laughs> cross-examined the witness and you called him officer. You just lost. Yeah, I was just being what you call hypothetical goofy, you know, if you wanted to play around with it, you'd be like, what were you complaining about exactly? Yeah, you just totally lost. Yeah, I wouldn't try it. I was just, you know, just sitting back thinking. On so-and-so night, I witnessed you complaining about what? Yeah, I don't even see the point in playing games like that in court. If the judge if the judge asks me, do you want to cross-examine the witness? I just say, I have no idea what you just said. Is that the man who says I do wrong? Is that the man with the claim against me? If not, I got no no purpose in talking to him. Would you, uh, that part about no idea, if you talk, when I first started listening to the call, there was a guy that wrote something about he's an idiot and they kicked him out, or I don't know what the exact wording was, but would you include that? I have no idea. Or would you say, hey, I'm just here to compensate, you know, is there a verifiable claim I can, you know, settle the debt with? Or do you, do you think it's, do you, is that needed, that part about I have no idea? You don't need anything. You decide how you're going to handle it. I just, I just get the point across. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't have to say I don't understand legalese. I don't have to get into it. I'll just say I don't understand. Okay. I want to hear one purpose. I don't. I don't give a shit what you're saying. I don't understand what you're saying. It makes no difference to me. That's what I heard Gus talking about. I, I don't understand what's going on here. I just, uh, you know. Well, it's just like that. The judge will always say, "Oh, we're not here for that today. We're just here to take a plea." Okay, well, you know what? I'm not here for that today. I'm here to compensate another man for any harm, loss, or injury. That's all I'm here for today. I don't know what you invited me here for. I don't know what you guys are talking about. No idea what's going on, and I don't care. Just bring forward a man or a woman. 
or you're wasting my time. I told you guys on paper ahead of time I was only here to compensate a man or woman. Where's the man or woman? Well, that's the important thing is filing in the notice of special appearance. Nope. Um, nope. Yes. Carl says you, you only know, appear by special appearance. Carl did not to say did not say special appearance. I appear specially or something like that. Oh, or something like that. Here we go. Okay, what did he say? I don't know what Carl said, but I don't use the word appearance. Well, that's true. He said appear. Or, uh, I don't use appear either. Ghosts appear. Apparitions appear. Yeah. I don't appear to be here. I am here. You're present. I think he's uh, Let me see how he worded it. But I know he used the word special. You know it? Yeah. Hey, Vito. Vital? No, no, special appearance is legalese. Vital? Uh, I don't see the board. Remind people to donate. Oh, I'm not on the board. Oh, come on. People shouldn't be re- shouldn't need reminding. They should do it automatically. Eh. Everybody should make an effort to donate at least five bucks a month, every month. So you can be special. Special needs of funds. I've seen that special appearance mentioned on Bill uh, Thornton's side, but I can't remember how it's. Uh... And Dean Clifford. Special Dean Clifford. Clifford. Special appearance is legalese. I'm special. We all know this. I'm special. How the hell did he look? Special with an R. Vital, waited, waited on you too. Waiting on me to what? You looking up transcripts or something? Uh, yeah, I'm working. <laughs> you, you, you said you said Carl mentioned special appearance and you were gonna look it up. Oh no no I'm not I'm not looking it up. I think I I may have recorded that part, but I didn't record the whole conversation the last time because my battery died. But I know the word special was was definitely used. I think we might have actually included that in the notice that we filed. You you think maybe he was just using it as a reference, but not actually write it? No, he said you only there special to uh, uh, challenge uh, whatever, to, you know, either challenge jurisdiction or... um, Find out if there's a verifiable claim, man or woman, that type of thing. You automatically, when you when you look for the man or woman, just making a claim, that's automatic jurisdiction without saying it. You're challenging, you're challenging jurisdiction. Who has standing here? And uh, you know that's automatic stuff right there. What do you think, Mike? About sorry, about what? We were, he mentioned the word jurisdiction, and I said, 
that when you ask for the man or woman making a claim so that you can repay them, doesn't that automatically, you know, say that no one's here withstanding? No one has jurisdiction here? Uh, Yeah, kind of. Yeah. You don't have to write it out jurisdiction. You don't even have to talk about jurisdiction. When you when you when when you say who's the you know who's the man or woman making a claim, that's automatic known that uh, no one has standing there. Yeah, but if that's all you're standing on, good luck. What's what's that? Elaborate on that. Because if they challenge you and that's all you know and you don't you can't explain it, you got nothing other than that. They're gonna stomp. They're gonna stomp all over you. If the only trick you have in your magic bag of tricks is where's the man or woman, you better know how to stand on that pretty frickin' good. Well, what else? I mean, if you wrote in a notice, that's that's, that's good, but can you give an example? Because, like, if they're saying that you want to cross-examine the witness, you know, I'm just here to, you know, who's making a claim? I mean, I mean, Carl told a story once when the, the judge mentioned that uh, he owed the state of Alabama money, like child support. And he goes, where's the state of Alabama? And the judge pointed to the prosecutor. And he's like, is that your first name or your last name? And, you know, it's like, next case. So uh, I'm just wondering what, what what scenarios might play out in that. You know, if that's all you know, who's making a claim, you know. What else would you add in your repertoire, if any? Yeah, I don't know. Like, how many hours do you think? He, how many? How long have you been listening to Carl? Oh, just thirty, forty, fifty, whatever. Sometimes over and over and over. But there's so many scenarios. Like I said, it's so simple, but yet. Well, that's that's what I mean. Like you're asking me. Like, you may as well say, I got a ticket. What do I do? Like, it's not... It's, that, that's what I keep saying. Everybody's looking for a definite answer. Everybody's running around looking for the answer to this, the answer for that. Like, that's a lifestyle. You take it as it comes. You wing it. Somebody says, you stole my bike. What do you say? You just do it. It's the way... It's second nature. It's how you live. Somebody's... See, if somebody asks, if somebody tells you, you stole their bike, you can go on and defend yourself. You can explain this and that. You can tell them where you were at the time. You can say you'd never steal a bike because you have one newer than theirs. You can come up with all this bullshit. Me, somebody says you stole my bike, I'll say prove it. What bike? Like, I... I don't know. I it comes off the top of my head. What like people come on this call, they ask me a question. I don't tell them to hold on while I go check my book. It's just any situation that comes at me, bang off the top of my head, bang off the top of my head, because I'm not looking for answers anymore. I kind of just get it. What chair? Say what? What chair? What chair? What? What? Yeah, the story about the professor's got a chair on top of a table, 
and he tells the students to write um, uh, an article or an essay about how the chair got up there. And the guy that did best is the one that just said, what chair? <laughs> I thought you were going with that dog's tail as a leg, as a, as a chair leg or whatever. No matter whatever, whatever you call it, you know, whatever the creator calls it. All right. You guys keep talking about, I mean, I don't have any knowledge like y'all talk about. You keep saying traffic tickets are so easy, but when I listen to some of these calls and a lot of Carl stuff, traffic for Carl was easy in Virginia because he had a law versus a code, but uh, you don't hear much about it. It's all about women getting their kids back or the birds and the... I'd like to hear some good stuff like traffic or that guy in Atlanta that did you did you just say nobody ever talks about traffic tickets? No, I was talking about the procedures and their victories and stuff. I haven't really heard any. It's all about people getting their property back. That's funny. It's the opposite for me. All I ever hear about is traffic. Where, where's this at? I mean, like I talk to you? Yeah, like every week my show's filled with traffic shit. Every oh. single week. Every, I apologize. Every week. Every week on Carl's call, there was traffic stuff. Every week on Angela's call, there's traffic stuff. This is all the first stuff. All this day long first. in Skype, there's traffic stuff. It's everywhere. This is the first for me. Yeah, I, I remember the last one Jimmy Lynn talked about was, you know, he, he did that, you know, is that your wish, that your order? He's all jacked up on Carl, but I'm missing something. You're telling me that you've never heard Carl talk about traffic stuff? Yes, I have. When he got that ticket. For driving backwards. That's the only time you've heard Carl talk about traffic stuff? My guy have listened to so many shows, and I'm talking about, well, I see what you're saying. I'm talking about the callers. I would call, say, a victory. Carl's talked about it a lot. But the people calling in with what they call victories is like getting property back. Yes, Carl talks about it, but I might say, you know, like the the people who apply it is what I'd be saying. I haven't heard many callers about that. This is the first night I've listened to your show. I've looked it up on, you know, like I said, I talked in the talk show, on the search engine on talk show. I look under common law and stuff, and I haven't, haven't seen your... So you're probably all filled up on traffic stuff, you know. It's ridiculous, you know, you're probably irate hearing about it, but for me, it's all new. Yeah, I know. I think, uh, I think traffic is almost as easy as debt. But if it, you know, that? if it gets you upset, I won't mention traffic because for you, it's yeah. simple, and for me, I'm just, I haven't seen any. You don't heard any uh, much about it other than Carl's and Jimmy Lynn's uh, scenarios. But it was it was good to see on, uh, you know, I remember Bill 
uh, Carl talked to Bill Thornton, I think. They had a discussion with some moderator or whatever, and he said, you know, Bill likes to argue. He goes, oh, yeah. And if, if Carl's way is simple, get some another court quicker, hey, let's do it. But it was good to see on Bill's side that they have that man-take-your-order thing and send them a bill. Violating around the travel and stuff. There's a little tidbit there on Bill's side. Yeah, I don't know. I think uh, Bill Thornton's a good history teacher in that, but his stuff's way too confusing for me. Yeah, too... To, uh, what did Carl, how did Carl Lentz uh, put it? He's using too many common law of the the old English common law, not not what we call common law, but uh, the way it was common to the legalese society. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Bill Thornton kind of follows the statutory procedures a little too closely. Vital. Bill Thornton refers to himself as one of the people, which I don't believe in at all. Who's calling me? Is that your order? Vital, is that your order? Uh, some uh, a linguista sandwich and fries, please. I'm, I'm an idiot. Uh, wait, what do you read? Just a surprise? No, hey, Mike, sometimes on the uh, Angeles chat, we, we goof off a little bit. Like, is that your order? Yeah, Liberty Fries. Yeah, I was asking Janine. Is she still on the call? I'm listening to so much of Carl, I was going to ask her, is she in, at, or on Australia? You know, I don't know how to word it. Play on words, you know. It depends on what part of Australia she's at. You know, statutory things, they when they try to make, you know, they have control over you, that's bad, but they have their place. Nothing wrong with the second dimension if it benefits man. Like sometimes that's what they're doing when they call you a citizen. They just want to make sure you're one of the people and you can engage in this privilege. That's all it is. But the bad thing is they take a privilege and make you think they now have full access to everything you do. It's like you got to be a citizen, where you used to be, of the United States to get Social Security because it's a, like a trust fund, if you will. So, uh, I mean, that's a good thing. You can be a citizen for Social Security. You know, you just, you have a right to it because you created it, you know. People are so scared. Oh, I'm a citizen. Well, you can be. You created Social Security? Did what? You said you can be because you created it? No, I'm saying the second dimension. Hey, to, be a citizen, to be a citizen? Hey, Mike, what are they coming after you? No, man, that's on my side. <laughs> like an emergency going on there. 
uh, I said, when these government programs, like Social Security, you acknowledge yourself as a citizen to participate in the program, you say, I'm a citizen of the United States, and you confirm it, you were born here, birth certificate, blah, blah, blah. But so many people get hung up on a birth certificate. Oh, my God, my birth certificate. I'm now a slave to this governmental... No, it's just to make sure you can participate in the program. That's all it is. Just like you wouldn't want Chinese, you know, like Carl mentioned... The, you know, China coming over here with billions of dollars buying up Canada. You want to make sure, you know, don't get rid of your birth certificate and all that. Just want to make sure you are eligible to receive this benefit. So was it, hey, Mike, you, uh, you're familiar with the Bible, right? You, you mentioned something about God earlier. Yeah. It's like when uh, G- you remember the story of Jesus uh, was that he told uh, was it a woman says it's not meat for me to give the children's bread unto the dogs because she wasn't one of the children. Yeah, she I'm wasn't really, part. Of- I'm, not, I'm not familiar with that part. And she said, "Yes, master, but even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from the master's table." Called her a dog. I think it was like a Syrian woman or whatever. She was outside the uh, the family, if you will. But all it is is like when the government, you know, wants to make sure you're a citizen for a benefit. That's all it is. Are you one of us? This belongs to so and so. Does it belong to like here in America? This privilege, you know, you have access to it. It's not for somebody from Guatemala or. Whatever. So yeah, you can be a citizen for some things. Well, as far as being a citizen goes, I would say I'm a citizen of my family. But as far as United States of America goes, I I'm never a citizen. I can act through a legal person. I can act as a citizen, but I myself can never be a citizen. Well, you're a Canadian. The the legal society cannot interact with a man. So there has to be a two-dimensional instrument that you can contract through. So you're acting as a legal fiction so you can contract with a legal fiction. Because I am never a registered voter, but maybe the legal person that I use is a registered voter, whatever that means, I don't know. But until some man or woman comes to me and tells me flat out that I'm not allowed to use that legal person, I guess I can continue to use it as long as I'm not causing harm, loss, or injury. And I don't know, I can't speak for anyone else, but I don't recall 
ever getting some kind of instruction manual or a list of rules when I got the birth certificate in the mail. Nobody told me who created it, what my duties and obligations are. I don't know if there's any contract of any kind. I just got this thing in the mail and I'm playing around with it. I don't think I'm doing anything wrong. If another man or woman claims I'm doing something wrong using that thing, let me know. You haven't, <clears throat> I haven't done this. You haven't listened to those people that says, oh, yeah, type in your number on the stock exchange and whatever. Um, I, I really don't care what's going on with it. I don't care if there's a wheelbarrow with 10 million gold coins in it with my name on it. I, I don't care if they're floating stocks and bonds, whatever. But a long time ago, I did see a red number on the back of the birth certificate and I looked into it and it seems possible although it could be just a bullshit coincidence or somebody making something up. But apparently the number on the back of the birth certificate has the letter. In this case, it would be Boston Federal Reserve Bank branch and then some kind of a transit or some kind of banking number. I don't know if it's true or not, but really I don't care. We need to need for this. the The way I see it is they can use it, whoever they are. They can use it however they choose. If they can make a killing off it, go ahead. I don't care. Doesn't it's affect. Like fantasy. Me. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't affect me whatsoever. Like but fantasy if I football. Use, but if I can use that piece of paper to my benefit, why not? I'll do it just like they'll do it. If somebody wants to tell me I can't, then tell me I can't, and tell me why. Oh, yeah. I mean, your birth certificate won't matter until somebody starts sending your paycheck to the wrong you know, well, person. Your, there you go, your birth certificate. I yeah. don't claim it. It's not mine. Yeah, but so the second dimension just merely use it as a make sure you they know who you are, you know who you are, the agreement's all good, secure. I mean, if they were sending it to my neighbor, you know, we'd have a problem. Well, who would have a problem? That's what I'm saying. Birth certificate. It is. It's. It's a good thing for some things, you know. To make sure okay, you. But, but let's say I had a birth certificate that I sometimes use, and now all of a sudden my neighbor's using it. What do I care? As long as he doesn't get your money. I'm not liable for it. Nothing's coming out of my pocket. That's why I. You know, I keep hearing those identity theft commercials, and I'm like, well. If I ever get a bill, somebody using my identity, I'm be like, "Well, go get them." That wasn't me. Prove it, like you said, prove it. Yep. Well, if the bank, if the bank writes you a letter and says, "Oh, we see that uh, you made a whole bunch of bank withdrawals yesterday or last week, whatever, and you owe us thirty-five hundred dollars." You write to them and say, I don't know what you're talking about. I lost my bank account or I lost my bank card. My wallet was stolen at the bus station. That bank's going to go away. You're not liable for it. They got insurance to cover it. It's got nothing to do with you. They can't I'm, glad you, I'm glad you brought that up. 
I heard Carl talk about this, how people get loans for stuff and they're having mortgage problems. He says, anytime you get a loan, get it insured. I, I didn't know you could do that. I mean, I'm, I'm not in a, you know, I'm not familiar with loans. But I'm like, yeah, if you're getting a loan, insure that bad boy. Because you, 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 don't, you don't know what tomorrow holds, you know? What if you break a leg? What if you can't work for a year? Well, yeah, he's mentioned it with mortgage before. It's, uh, okay, you're going to swear that no matter what, you're going to pay this amount every day for the next 30 years until you pay off every penny. Holy crap. Did you ever spit in the face of God on that one? How do you know that nothing is ever going to happen in your life where you're going to struggle to make a payment? Like, how do you even... How, uh, you even have the nerve to say that you're going to be alive for 30 more years. Yeah. You don't know that. You shouldn't be making promises that big. That You, you have no clue if you can actually keep. Unless you got a, a, a very well-trusted crystal ball. Like You shouldn't be making 30-year pledges. <clears throat> when you talk about those, uh, you know, insurance and uh, like the stock exchange birth certificate thing, it, like, who cares? You know, if they want to gamble on my birth certificate, hey, that's their business. They created it. I don't have a problem with that. It's just like some some people can get like a life insurance policy on you without your. Uh, I think is how it goes. Yeah, well, the way, I, the, the way yeah. I see it is, if they have a way of cashing in on me, that's fine. God bless them. Yeah. It's just kind of flattering to know that they they believe that my life has worth and value. Thanks for confirming it. I'm worth something. I knew that. Now I see that you also believe it. I mean, my car is a big asset. It makes sense to insure it. It's worth something to me. My house, it's worth something to me. I should probably insure it. If somebody's going to insure me, that means I'm worth something. Compliment. Thanks for noticing. Yeah, plus if you cause harm or injury or loss to your fellow man, you want to be able to compensate yeah the difference being though is um it makes a lot more sense to me instead of running to an insurance corporation and throwing say say a hundred bucks a month into this magical insurance fund that just actually disappears as soon as i pay it i never see a penny of it back ever it makes more sense to open an, a special account, maybe an escrow account, maybe a trust, maybe some other buy a bond or something, but have my own little insurance plan. So if I drive my car into a family of five, I'm going to buy them a new car. I'm going to pay all their medical expenses. I'm going to pay whatever they need per week for the missus to go get her groceries and get back home. If somebody's missing work, I'm going to have to pay their daycare or whatever. But have my own money put aside, all on my own, put the big boy liability pants on, take care of my own affairs, and just make sure that I have a huge chunk of money as insurance put away on my own. That way, if something terrible happens, I don't have to tell them that I'll pay $10 a month towards their medical bill. I can just pay it right away. I'm terribly sorry that I made that 
that mistake and that I caused so much harm, loss, and injury to your family, here's compensation. I'm doing the best I can to fix everything. Whereas if you go to a private insurance corporation, now you get the idea, I don't give a shit what I do because insurance will cover it. That's what I pay for. Yeah, they say now that all these safety features on these cars, people are actually driving worse than they used to. Yeah, well, if um, if your brother got into a minor accident and had to pay $30,000 out of his own pocket, you'd be thinking about that. And then your neighbor across the street got in a little fender bender and they had to pay 60000 70000 out of their own pocket. You'd be thinking about that. And then you hear about your boss who wrote off his brand new Mercedes SUV and drove over somebody's Toyota Celica and it cost him like $300,000 or more plus his own loss. You'd be driving very carefully, knowing that it's all coming out of your pocket. If you knew you're going to work for the next 10 years to pay for this mistake out of your paycheck, you'd be very careful. But you know, yeah, I get sued for $69,000. Insurance will pay for it. My insurance will go up. Big deal. Now it's no big deal to smash into a family of five and cause all kinds of havoc on people's lives. Insurance will pay for it. That's what they're there for. Mike, I've been thinking about something. Yep. On the topic of uh, <clears throat> car registration, you know there's a lot of people who, uh, you know you have a right to travel, and you're not operating in commerce, regard, you know, whatever. But there's so many people, like, what does a registration and tag and license do for you? Because so many people have their registration, they have their tag, they have their license, and they still crash. Yeah, I don't know. A driver's license doesn't mean anything. It doesn't keep the road safe. So yeah. whoever said a driver's license helps keep the road safe, it's ridiculous. Like, I don't know what the actual number is, but I would say 95% of car accidents are caused by licensed drivers. There you go. Like, it means nothing. Anybody can get a driver's license. Like, it doesn't take a whole lot of studying. It doesn't take a whole lot of in-the-field practice. Like, basically, you learn to put your signal on parallel park. Big deal. You get your little certificate, your license, whatever you want to call it, your permission slip. That's all it is, your agreement to follow their rules. I can see it now. We get our car registered perfectly. Tag is beautiful. Our license is brand new. And we crash open Indiana. And a horse and buggy goes by with a little Amish guy in it, you know. Like, hey, look at those uh, professionals, you know. Look at those registered people. You see, the thing is, I kind of like the idea of vehicle registration, insurance, and everything because there's so many shitbags out there. Like, what if I'm going down the street with my wife and kids, some guy smashes into my car and drives away? 
I can't that afford car, yeah. yeah, that car. Uh, that car hit me right there. Okay, thank you. That's all we got. If it's a hit and run, you know, you call it in. You know, the car just sideswiped me or something, you know? Okay, uh, what's the tag number? Don't know. Yeah, but usually the cops will find them. If you give a good description of the car or whatever, the t- the time, location, if there's witnesses, blah, blah, blah. If you give them enough information, you're going to look for a car that year, that make and model, roughly. It's going to have a nice dent, matches your paint scuff marks on it. They'll probably find it. Yeah. Be tall. Fell asleep. Be tall as one shaving. Fell asleep. That's not me. I was muted, actually. You know, like Angela with with the fan, you know, beside you? Nah. I'm his biggest fan. He he fell asleep. We bored him or something. He's my biggest finny boy. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but I told you never call me that in public. Yeah, that's why you laugh. You got a swing up your leg. This is a private call. Yeah, stop calling my tail my leg. <laughs> and take that toothpick out of your mouth. And chewing gum. <laughs> is Mark still on the call? Take your hat off. Yeah. Stop looking at the redhead. <laughs> the redhead solicitor. Guz is the redhead solicitor now. Uh-huh. Yeah, I was thinking of Gus's case uh, about a week ago, probably. And it just made me remember how funny legal ease is. I was thinking about how um, if you look up member, it means penis. And if you, look <laughs> up, if you look up felony, it means cocksucker. And if you look up weapon, it means penis. Where are and these definitions at? At them online. But so if you think about it, they, they, ca- they called Gus a cocksucker with a penis. Is that one of those sites like Wikipedia where you can just put whatever you want in there? Yeah, just type in, uh, I think you probably type in on, online etymology. And if you see what? something, etym, etym, online etymology, you'll probably see a site called Etym Online. And if you click on that, it's just a dictionary, but it goes back uh it gives you the earliest recordings of the word oh, and where the so word came from. Tap in fellatio and see what you get. I mean, <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. The, the more I think about it, legalese is hilarious. Hey, baby, would you like to submit a felony with me? <laughs> how, do you, how do you court a chick? But <laughs> anyway. Hey, Vital. Is your redhead got a hoodie? Hey, job. Be tall. Yeah, it's also funny, too, because uh, 
a guy could get arrested if he goes downtown and exposes his person in public. Maplethorpe. Come on, Mike. You, you got to be pulling our legs on that. That's just. Oh, look it up. Look up. We'll look it up. Yeah, look up felony. Look up member. I mean, fell, fellatio, felony, fellatio. Oh, same roof. Fellow, you felonious fellow. Look up the word nice. Foolish. That's why it's not wise to give oral arguments in court. Everything you everything you need to sh- to say should be on paper already. There he goes again. There's those space keys again. What are you in the ghetto? What are you in the ghetto? We hear the you're talking police sirens. Now we hear the alarms. That's not me. The sirens on my side. That's some kind of sex toy stuff there. Who's got a vibrator going on there? Just keep it clean. Come along, please. Clean. Come along. Who's breaching an enclosure with a vibrator? Okay, that's enough. All hell's breaking loose. Hey, Mike, what do you say we end this call at 12? So we can do, go to other matters. Well, if people have stuff to talk about, that's fine, but... What about the redhead? All this getting off topic and into ridiculous stuff's kind of annoying. Yeah, this has been going on for too long. All right, that's that's not me. Yeah, that was on before I got on, so I don't know what's going on. No, it came on when you came on. I heard it before I got on. Plus, my phone's being tracked. How'd you hear it if you went on? I was on the talk show uh, live call. It could be a line. I'm going to mute myself out right quick. Are you able to see who that is, Mike? No, I'm not on the board. Oh. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, I, I just muted myself out and cut my call. Yeah, one way when you muted out. No, I heard it when I muted. Maybe it's on your phone line itself. It's Illuminati. Yes, yeah, Sprint, so uh, who knows? It's, it's a Noisinati, not an Illuminati. Noisinati. Come along, Naughty. Well, just past my bedtime. I appreciate you uh, let me yap a little bit and listen to Vital. I got to say the name of Vital. Don't forget to donate. Make sure you go make a donation to Mike after you leave. Make That's a donation. That's why you're leaving early, right? Uh, go to bed.
A lot of sirens going off right here. Who knows what's going on? Yeah, it sounds like you're in the ghetto. Nah, I'm in uh, northern Oklahoma at a fuel station. I drive the uh, semi-truck. And I'm next to a major, you know, I'm at one of the highways here, and they were just ambulance, fire truck, smoky bear. So something's going down south. Here we go. Yeah, it's not me. Prove it. Prove it, Vital. Not my job to prove it. It's Mike's call. I think I'll be. I think I'll pull a Carl Lynch in the morning, you know, like a dozen eggs or something. I'm hungry. Anyway, Vital earlier. Before I go, you were talking about Dean Clifford's at it again. If uh, Mike doesn't mind, will you elaborate on that? Well, just go listen to his last YouTube. Is it the one that says the beginning is here? Uh, I don't know which one it is now, but you know he's got some more. Uh, he's got some felonious words for the judges and the other people. Yeah, from what the way he talked, what he was uh, using that Carl, you know, talks about, was working superbly, and then he just but, won't quit. He wasn't using what Carl was teaching him. He was using what me and Mike were teaching him. Okay, which which we learned from Carl, but basically what Carl he did was, is he he wrote down what we told him to write. He sent it into court, and then he did the complete opposite of what he put on the paper immediately. Is that, is that what he, he mentioned the judge was talking about, the change of tactics? I don't know. He said all kinds of stuff. He used all kinds of swear words, all kind of ignorant names to call people, all kinds of insults, all kinds of threats and extortion. He didn't use Carl's stuff at all. All he did is he he wrote a bunch of shit on paper that he didn't believe and completely ignored it and acted how he always acts. Uh, mainly he said he just stood there quiet. What he normally does by talking and asking questions and get it. he didn't do any of that, he said. Well, case has I doubt that's me, but I'm going to go. So I'll, I'll be listening in for a little bit. All right. Good night. Thanks, guys. You've been very respectable, whatever that means. All right. God bless have you. A have a felonious night. Yes. Vital. <laughs> Bye-bye. Take care. scare the last of them away yet? Yeah. I think we should shut this thing down at 12 so we so I don't go to bed too late.
Anybody else have any pressing thing? Speak up now. We're about about to wind this thing down. Hey, can I get in on my call later on? Who's that? Eric. Eric Yoni. Yes. <laughs> Do you even know what that means? No. It means, it means homosexual in Italian. Oh, shit. <laughs> Mungy cake. Eric Yoni. So you, you had another fellow truck driver on there. Yeah, I heard. He's uh, parked for the night. Being, being, being a good boy. He's shutting down for his hours of service. Good. Keep the smokies off his uh, wallet. Yeah. Out of his wallet, yep. Hound dogs. So how many people actually on the call right now? Your name? The call counter? <laughs> Monkeys bless you. Bless you. Monkeys bless them. All right, looks like we can close it down a little earlier than midnight. Nobody needs any or help. Just, or just kill the recording and uh, chat about it now. Oh, that's up the mic. Yeah, I think we should just uh, you, me, and Lou or something for, at first anyways. Yeah, I think so. It'll be easier. Glue, glue, glue. I just want to listen. I'll turn the radio on. Doesn't have the good stuff on it. Mike, did you say you have Skype on your phone? Yep. How's that work? Pretty good? Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah? Is that what you use for your calls? Uh, No, I use my phone to call in. 
Oh, okay. Yeah, I got a good uh, international plan also. Only 10 bucks a month, unlimited. What, 10 bucks a month unlimited? Unlimited uh, U.S.? Oh, you added you added to a plan, and then it ten bucks more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. I pay uh, I pay sixty dollars for everything, like uh, unlimited Canada wide and daytime, and then an extra ten bucks for uh, U.S. So my seventy bucks. That's all I pay. Wow, unless that's... I go over my uh, unless I go over my data, which isn't too bad. It's ten bucks a gig. That's, that's kind of expensive. Not really. Yeah, over here, um, like T-Mobile, you can get four phones for 140 bucks a month or 130 bucks something. Uh, ends up about about 140, and you can call Mexico, Canada, United wow. States, unlimited plus five gig. Oh okay. wow! Yeah, you guys, you guys always have better plans than Canadians do. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.